Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Sage the Poet. And it gives me great pleasure to come before you again on a terrific Tuesday night. And might I add, tonight's episode, episode 179, is a special feature. So for all those who have called in, first and foremost, I want to acknowledge our callers. On the platform of the Exceptional Scribble Show, we always cater to our callers. So to all the callers, thank you for calling in. You will be acknowledged. Please hold. I will refer to you very soon. But before I do that, I must announce the following. It is now 8.03 p.m. We are three minutes into the exclusive interview hour. So I am going to fast forward things. And for the intro, I want to first acknowledge my maker. I want to acknowledge my ancestors. I want to acknowledge my community, I want to acknowledge my global community. I want to acknowledge Mother Earth. I want to acknowledge all that is and ever will be because that is. And I want to acknowledge everyone who is tuning in because without you, this show could not continue on. So thank you to all supporters. Now, about the special guest. For tonight, the feature for the exclusive interview hour is of a special guest. I am referring to Master Marketing Expert, Bruce Brown. And here's a little important bio and profile information that every one of you should know. You must know. We can't get started with the interview without you knowing this. So listen attentive to the words that are coming from my lips. Bruce Brown, best known as the master marketing expert, creates business and author websites that sell, monetizes websites using affiliate programs, advertising, and more. 
also does marketing and PR for businesses and authors. He can help create multiple income streams for businesses. Help create how-to books for promotions. Using webinars and or paid newsletters, etc. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, we are now about to begin the exclusive interview hour. I am rolling the red carpet and turning the spotlight onto the special guest and feature for tonight's show, episode 179, on Tuesday, September the 5th, 2017. Good evening and welcome, Bruce Brown. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. Francine, what a wonderful introduction. Uh, my mom would be proud, and uh, so would my dad. That was great, and, and uh, thank you for having me on the show. I'm very honored, uh, very excited, and thank you listeners and uh, callers and uh, every, advertisers and everyone else. It's, uh, it's great to be here. I and hope I can uh, help give you some big, information. You're welcome. <laughs> we're glad you came. We needed this for tonight. Oh, that's so and kind. Well, I'm double honored. Yes. I'm double honored. Oh, that's so sweet. Give that's you so this sweet. Interview well, and then to be privileged to receive all of the uh, fact-based and, and uh, resourceful information that you're going to share on this platform tonight. Oh, right. And, and also honor. at the end, I, I thank you. And I have a freebie. We'll talk about that later, but I have a freebie for all of your listeners. Uh, I'll just mention it real quickly. They can get it from me. It's called 10 Tips for Doing Your Own Book, PR, mm. and Marketing, no matter how shy you are. So mm. that'll be a freebie that they can get from me. Uh, we'll give out the information at the end, and and uh, we want to make people uh, – uh, uh, I want to give them as much as possible to help help enhance their uh, their author and writing lives. So, uh, would you do you mention that you wanted me perhaps to talk about how I first got started in in writing and publishing myself? Yes, indeed. I always ask that question first, and thank you okay. for being ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrific. So, in, in 1972. Uh, when Dinosaurs Ruled the Earth of Publishing, uh, I wrote and self-published my first book, which was the original Underground Guide to Los Angeles. Mm. And uh, it was this is before anybody was doing self-publishing, pretty much. I think it was even before da- Dan Pointer, who has some wonderful books at your library, folks. Dan oh. Pointer's terrific, God rest his soul, um, on self-publishing. Uh, this yeah. is before, I think, Dan Publishing, anybody, uh, Dan... Dan was doing his books or anything. So I came out with this book, and someone introduced me to a wonderful man by the name of Erwin Zucker in Hollywood who had been doing book promotion for decades. And I think before that he used to be a, a promotion guy in, in uh, uh, for record labels. Anyway, oh. so 
I'm sitting at his office, and uh, he says to me, this is a terrific book, kid, so what, what kind of money do you have set aside for uh, promotion, advertising, and PR? And I said, what's that? <laughs> I, remember, I'm 21 years of age. Right. And he goes, you know, you know kid, you, this is exactly what he said. You know, kid, you can't afford me, but I'm going to help you. He mm. was so generous and so kind. He photocopied his media lists, gave them to me, Mm-hmm. told me how to pitch the media, and sent me on my way. And because of his help, I wound up booking myself on local uh, morning news, local radio, uh, <laughs> print, the whole thing. It was unbelievable. I became uh, 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 a really, really, really minor celebrity mm-hmm. <laughs> in Los Angeles for a time. But it was terrific, and I, I kind of got the bug. I really enjoyed doing that. So that was kind of the start for me. And uh, uh, it opened a lot of doors. I mean, people, people came to me. Things didn't happen necessarily, but people came to me with, have, have you, let's do a board game on Los Angeles. Let's do this. Let's do that. There was a comedy group called the Firesign Theater, and I became their mascot. Uh, you could look them up. But it was really amazing. Books can open doors. And that's one of the things I want people to always remember. Uh, whatever you also have interest in, even if it's just being a writer, Books can open doors for you, and, and I, I always encourage people to, to live their dreams. So that was that, and then in 1979, I uh, wound up joining Barbara Sims with the JB Group in Hollywood. We were doing PR for uh, major New York publishers like Random House. When they wanted to do West Coast tours, we would do L.A., San Diego, and San Francisco. Also, Playboy Books, most people don't know this, but in the 70s and 80s, Playboy Books had a whole fiction division that had nothing to do with sex. It was a regular fiction division with regular writers writing regular books. Mm. And we would handle their, yeah, it's very unknown. And so we handled regular authors for them, sometimes doing L.A. tours and such. And so that was really, really awesome. And Barbara was great, learned a lot from her. God bless her rest her soul as well and uh so on and off i've had my own businesses Mm -hmm. but i always would study pr and marketing take classes from people like jay abraham and and dan kennedy and all sorts of people to learn the various different tricks and i would use it on my own businesses but periodically just for fun i would do other businesses as well uh and uh more recently, I've gotten back to helping authors because I really, really love it, really mm-hmm. enjoy. I love authors. I love books. And I'll never forget in the 1980s when I had written a book called The Complete Roommate Handbook uh, mm-hmm. that Doubleday Dolphin published. I'll never forget standing in the Manhattan, New York library branch and looking in the catalog file and seeing my book for the first time. There's nothing like – it was so exciting. I hope every single listener has that happened to them at least once in their life. It's truly one of the more exciting things. And uh, so that's that was basically how I got my start. And uh, I love promoting authors and small businesses too because I've had those mm-hmm. as well. I've started small businesses. Uh, one, I started with $2,000, and I wound up with 14 employees. And so I know how to do a lot with a little, and I love I love that guerrilla marketing and all that. So, but what can I say? I love books, I love authors, and uh, I are one. <laughs> so, so there yes. you go. 
indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you for sharing with us your background information on how you got started on this journey. Yep. Um, it is a journey to be mm-hmm. a successful uh, literary artist. And um, when you make mention about uh, classes, taking classes to learn yep. uh, tricks, what, would you say they were they more uh, tutorials um, that? No, no, I did. I did weekend seminars. No, no, I would do weekend. Although this is before the internet to a large extent, but there's mm-hmm. so much information out there. All you need is a computer and a library card, and you can learn tons of information about marketing, mm-hmm. writing, editing. A lot of people, it's not their forte, so they need to hire someone like you to edit their book. So okay. A lot of people, they don't want to actually do the marketing or PR. They don't have the time, whatever. Mm-hmm. They want to hire maybe someone like myself. But there's so much information. It's so much better now than it was, say, 20, 30 years ago, even five I... years ago. There's tons of information. And mm-hmm. so I, I always recommend, I say, if you've got a library card, mm-hmm. and by the way, this is an inside secret. I, I, had, a, I had a number of conversations with one of my idols, author Ray Bradbury, and we used to talk about how much help we got from reference librarians when we were writing. And it's amazing how much help you get for free. People don't even know this. Reference librarians, (laughs) often it costs them $100,000 or more to -hmm. get that degree to then have a job that pays them 40 or 50 grand a year. They love books, they love authors, they love readers, they love anyone who walks in the door. And if you just go to a reference librarian and say, I want to know more about this or that or this or that, they'll, they're experts on online research, but they're all ex- experts on what they have under their roof in the library. And they can help you a million ways. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think, I don't need a library, I can go to the Internet. I'm telling you, there's information in your local library that will help you as an author, a writer, a small business person, whatever, that you will not find online. So you've got to use that as a resource. It's free, folks. Why yeah. don't you use it? Thank you. Very good. Very good resource information. And um, in, in regards to self-publishing, because you may mention yes. that you were one who uh, was self-published uh, during a time when a lot of writers were not. Um, you were, True. I guess you could say, one of the forerunners. Um, what can you say inspired you to to go that route as opposed to traditional publishing? Because um, it is more involved when you're self-published. Can you kind of share that? Yeah, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Oh, yes, with pleasure. Yeah. Um, something that people need to know is uh, if you're trying to get published by – let's just be, be uh, uh, you know, traditional. If you're trying to get a traditional large New York publisher to publish you, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's – you know it it can be done you know if you do if you do your research you write a good book proposal you mm-hmm. get it in the right hands or you get it in the, get a literary agent like i had for my double day book uh mike larson who by the way wonderful book at your library folks how to write a book proposal 
Uh, one of the best books ever written was by my literary agent, Mike Larson, L-A-R-S-E-N, and you could get that at your library. But he, uh, and I met Mike Larson through having both of us attended the Frankfurt Book Fair in Frankfurt, Germany, the largest book fair in the world, still going on in, uh, usually in November. I think it's like eight days or 11 days, some crazy amount of time. So yeah. much fun. Uh, if you can ever go, please go, folks. And uh, you might be able to write it off your taxes, too, if you fit the right criteria. Anyway, so uh, it's more challenging, of course, to get a major publisher's attention. You don't get the usually the advances that you used to get. I got $5,000 advance. Nowadays, that's very rare. Mm. And here's the thing that really is annoying. God bless major publishers, but it takes a year, up to two years, from them accepting your manuscript to actually get your book uh, in bookstores. I mean, they they plan far ahead. And so I would say, if you want your book out as potentially as quickly as, say, 90 or 120 hey. days, mm-hmm. certainly less than six months, you got to self-publish. I so that's, that's a big it, part it, of it. You, that's a large part of it. And it's speed of, of, uh, uh, of results is really what you can get through self-publishing. And, uh, you know, you also have more control. You can choose the cover. You right. can choose this. You can choose that. I mean, you can, you've got full control. Can you do it if you're totally broke? You can't. However, <laughs> I will even encourage people, if you really, really want to get a book, take a second part-time job and stick away most of that money just to do your book and self-publish. Why not? I mean, people play golf. People do fly fishing. People, uh, you know, uh, race car driver, whatever, on the weekend, or, you know, dune buggy, you name it. I mean, other people have hobbies. Why can't your hobby be self-publishing your book? So I I always encourage people, you can find the money, you know, uh, you can find, you know, get off Facebook and go get a part-time job. (laughs) Yeah. You know, although Facebook can be very useful, but, you know, enough cat videos, check check those out later after your book is out. (laughs) Right. So I would say, you know, uh, one of my favorite things came. I learned from another idol of mine, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Einstein, used to say, if you wish to learn anything, if you study it for 15 minutes a day in a serious fashion, within two years' time, you'll practically be an expert. Mm-hmm. So who can't do 15 minutes a day, minutes. whether it's writing, That's studying, wow. self-publishing, whatever? Right. Yeah. Just do it. And do and it. so I, I I think that's one of the greatest bits of advice. Who can't find 15 minutes a day? You know? huh? And I remember talking to Ray Bradbury, and his whole entire life from like high school on, he mm-hmm. wrote every single day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, you can find the time, turn off the TV, whatever the case may be. You know, um, as my improv teacher when I was studying uh, uh, performing and, and I used to do stand-up comedy and I was blessed enough to I, I used to uh, do stand-up with George Lopez and I've done improv with Robin Williams mm. I remember my old teacher saying do you want to be the Beatles or do you want to watch the Beatles <laughs> do you want to do you want to just read books which is great <laughs> by the way nothing wrong with that or do you want to create a book all right. So, you know, do you want to just you want to read authors or be an author? Why not do both? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my that's my belief. Yes, indeed. Yes, I I I, I approve 
your statements. <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, well you know, you know, and you're laughing. You're laughing. You're laughing. Anytime anybody laughs at what I say, I always know they have a high IQ. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Thank you. That's just a part of me. I I I have this natural inclination when I feel good about something, and when I appreciate what I'm hearing or looking at, I giggle. And this has been that's great. That's a great mother has. That's been. great. And you know what? It's when you're around. Listen, don't don't be around people who never laugh, because those people are not going to support your goals or dreams. Be around people that have a sense of humor. They don't have the great. They don't have to tell jokes or this. But be around people. It usually indicates a higher level of positivity, and you only want people around you who are supporting you in your dreams and goals. Unless they're bad drinks and calls, of course. You know, like I want to steal. I want to be the best car theft thief in the world. No, that's not. That's, right, that's I'm not just, a good goal. But I mean, if it's a positive yeah. goal, you want to be around positive people because mm-hmm. uh, they can they can help you. Even if it's just saying, "Hey, I believe in you," and that's that's so important. Yes, good good to hear. You know, sometimes it's just good to hear things that are truth, but aren't always said as much as they should be. I appreciate that. I really do. Well, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. I, did, I have to thank my family. My mom and dad were awesome. And uh, they were super supportive. And that's, okay. you can't beat that. And if you didn't have that, folks, find friends mm-hmm. because you can choose your own friends. You can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. Find friends who will be your family. So I, I always you know, encourage that as well. Yes, yes. And a big shout out to your parents, um, whether they're <laughs> on this side or on the other side. We want them They're on the other side, and, and uh, I think they're having a good time listening today. <laughs> what they did for you, because we're benefiting from that, right? <laughs> yep. Yes, indeed. All of us, I'd like to thank. I'm trying my best. I want to I help your listeners and see if we can't uh, help move their dreams down the road. Wonderful. We have a caller from New York City. Welcome, caller from New York. One of the greatest cities in the world. Hi. How are you? Caller from New York. A little little trouble here. Can you hear me? This is Sage the Poet, host of the Exceptional Skibble Show. You are now live. Oh, shucks. We're having a technical difficulty. Have, yes. What I'll do is I'm going to mute the mic so they have clear reception because that would interfere. Yeah, maybe we can get back to them. Maybe we can get back to them. I hope so. Yes. So, caller from New York, when your uh, reception is clear, please, uh, you can raise your hand by simply pressing the asterisk or star key and then pressing 8. I will see that your hand is raised in the caller queue, and I can then open your mic, okay? And I will check back with you in about two to three minutes just to know if your call is now, uh, if your reception is clear, okay? Thank you. Thanks for calling in. We have a couple of chatters in the chat room, and at Great. this time, uh, to the chatters in the chat room, if you have questions for our 
feature artists in the spotlight. Feel free to key those questions at this time. You can type them, and I will relay them to the feature artists in the spotlight. And then you will receive the answers that you need, okay? If not, just keep listening in. Yes, sir. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, you know, you mentioned websites. I thought maybe we should touch upon that real quickly. Yes. Um, Whether you've got a small business or you're going to be an author or are an author, um, you know, websites really are your brochure. They're your face to the world. Uh, If you've got a decent website, all sorts of people can find you and all sorts of things can happen. You can be offered, you know, uh, any number of, of possibilities. So, um, I'm going to tell people real quickly how to get websites done for virtually no money or no money, just to start with. I mean, of course, I do that as a service, but, you know, I, I like to uh, give people lots of options. Some people want a professional to do it. Some people don't have the money or whatever the case may be. So mm-hmm. one of my favorite sources is called Wix, www.wix.com. Wix is a, a place where you could do a free website. It's perhaps the easiest website design location on the planet. Uh, they have templates and such that are really awesome, uh, free pictures, etc. cetera. Uh, if even that is too hard for you, folks, I'm telling you, you probably have a nephew in high school or junior high school who could absolutely do this website for you uh, at Wix.com. Uh, you know, if they see, it's it's really really excellent, and I uh, I recommend them highly. Uh, mm. It's one of the best possible places. If you want to try to get a website done reasonably inexpensively, you can start at Craigslist. That's c r a i g s l i s t dot com. Most of our callers, actually wherever they are in the U S. or uh, around the world. Uh, probably are in a city or near a city where there is uh, a Craigslist uh, that lists their city or location. And they're web design. You just search for web design and craigslist.com, okay. and you could get a really terrific website for as little as $300. Uh, and, uh, you know, another source is your local community colleges. If they have a computer science department, uh, Contact the head of the department. If they just have classes, contact the professor and tell them you'd like to find a student that they could recommend to do a website. Maybe they'll even do it as a school assignment. So then it costs you almost nothing, and they get credit for their class. Right. So that's a possibility. You certainly should be able to get a website for as little as $100 in that sense. And uh, you also check and see if they have a computer club. A computer club. Hmm. See if they have a computer club. That computer club members, I guarantee you, some of those members will know how to do websites. And especially if you introduce them to, uh, you say you could have a WordPress website or Wix.com website if they can Mm -hmm. design it for you, and you'll give them some money or make a donation to the club or whatever the case may be. Those are those are excellent sources to get websites that look better. Then you know a lot of people who pay thousands and thousands of dollars will have, and they'll make you look like a professional, and that's what we want. You want to put across yeah. whether it's a business that you have, or you want to start a business, 
or an author, a book, a series of books, you want to put across a professional website. If you want to look at a terrific website, Francine, forgive me, but mm-hmm. your website is awesome. <laughs> I really have to say, for, look at Francine's website and you get an idea of how it should be, uh, even if your topic is not uh, being an editor for books and such. Seriously, her website is excellent. And uh, I, I truly uh, suggest you take a look at her website. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, no, but seriously, it is, it's excellent. I'm not, I'm not just polishing apples. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. And, and um, so, you know, there would be no harm in copying the style. Oh. Don't copy what's on it. <laughs> but oh. copying the style would, mm-hmm. would uh, you know, depending on what you do, oh, uh, if you're an author or an editor or a ghostwriter or whatever, right. uh, that's, that's a good start. And then, of course, you can do a search on the Internet, uh, best author websites, best small business websites, whatever the case may be. Those will give you ideas. So, you know, and last but not least, back to the library, kids. I mean, there's lots of information. I think websites for dummies. Yes. (laughs) Certainly a book I I would need. (laughs) But, I mean, because I have have great people that work for me, but I myself are not a a terrific web designer. Uh, I, I have excellent people in the United States who work for me. I tell people I don't have to do everything. All I do is have to know who does it well. So yeah. uh, anyway, so that's, those are a couple of tips on how to get a website up, uh, you know, even if you're on a real modest budget. And, uh, uh, and, of course, people can always – you can virtually do it yourself on Wix.com and learn to do it yourself. But if you need some help, uh, those are sources where you can go, including, last but not least, you wouldn't think it, but high schools. High schools and similar uh, educational facilities outside the country, outside the U.S., high schools often have, again, computer clubs. These days they've got classes, and you've got some really sharp kids that would be happy to do a website for you for you know, 100 bucks or less, 50 bucks or less, uh, just so they could have it for their resume or you know, even, again, get credit for maybe a computer class or workshop. So. Anyway, those are those are good sources to start. And uh, uh, have any of our anybody shown up who wants to uh, ask a we question? We have a question. Uh, uh, there's a good. question, and it reads as follows. And this is one of our chatters in the chat room. Oh, great! Uh, Excellent. Yes, they would like to know what would be a fair time estimate to review slash edit a first time author and they put in parentheses let's say the book is 300 pages well now i think that's is that not a question for you uh <laughs> i mean that's okay. I, mean, I would i would say now you correct me if i'm wrong but i mean it's it's to do it mm-hmm. uh, uh reasonably priced listen folks if you've got an unlimited budget I mean, you know, there are people who will ghostwrite your book for who would do an amazing job for fifty to seventy-five thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. I also know ghostwriters that are terrific that are uh, twenty to thirty thousand. You cannot really get a good ghostwriter for less than that. Right. Same thing with editing. Same thing with editing. I can't imagine an editor who's not going to do a, a good job. That's going to be uh, uh, any less than five to ten thousand dollars, and probably take 
I'm guessing 60 to 90 days for a uh, – it depends if it's a developmental uh, edit, and you can look that up, folks, developmental edit. That's basically an edit that's also helping you to write the book. Right, Francine? Mm-hmm. Right? That's, and oh, or a regular edit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's different types of edits, believe it or not. There's edits for just typos. Right. There's developmental editors who can really make your book better. Mm-hmm. Um, you do that too, do you not, Francine? I do. I do for enhance. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So you you if you like, I'm not a great. I'm f- not even a fiction writer, but I mean, I can write. I can write nonfiction and how-to books pretty well. But even I need at least an editor, and it wouldn't hurt to have a developmental editor, depending on what I was writing. And and so I would say time-wise, correct me if I'm wrong, Francine, but mm-hmm. for a professional such as you to do it. Isn't it going to be 60 to 90 days probably? I would definitely agree to that, 60 to 90 days. Right. And, and it's going to be an ongoing process, right? It's going to, they're going to be in touch with you by phone, by yes. email, yes. by text. There's, yes. It's a back and forth kind of thing. It and, and it's, uh, you know, and there are, there are developmental editors who work for, with people like, you know, uh, uh, major celebrities like uh, George Bush when he did his book or or Obama when he did his book or his wife or whatever there are, are first of all those ghostwriters frequently get a quarter of a million to half a million dollars up front mm-hmm. but they also you may have a developmental editor that's in the mix there and right. you know they they could also wind up charging quite a bit of money but you know what a reasonable developmental editor is worth the investment they can literally make your in the end they'll they'll help you put a final product out and a book is a product I hate to say it but it is uh, uh, even though it's a creative product just like a film is a creative product but it's also you know artist art, artistry it uh, it should be um, you, you want people when they finally see the book strangers or whatever. When they read it and they're putting up those Amazon stars and you're looking for four or five stars, folks, uh, uh, you know, you want your book to be a professional in product, even if it is self-published, because that can lead to it happened to me. Mm-hmm. I created a 32 page booklet strictly to be sold in mail order catalogs. OK, like Harriet Carter and that sort of thing, OK, uh, which I did. I did do for a while, and it was it was the original version of my uh, uh, the complete roommate handbook. Okay, mm. I took that 32 page book and I displayed it through an independent publishing booth. I think it cost me about a hundred bucks in Frankfurt, Germany, at the Frankfurt Book Fair. Mm. Now I also happened to have been at that Frankfurt Book Fair uh, as a visitor, and oh my gosh, what a fun time! We'll talk about that later, but book fairs are some of the most exciting. If you're an author or you're, you like publishing or write or whatever, nothing's more exciting than going. I, I say to everybody, save your money, do whatever it takes to get to either Book Expo in New York or one mm-hmm. of the book fairs like the London Book Fair. It's unbelievable. You are surrounded by people who love and adore books. And I mean, it's such an exciting thing. Okay. So anyway, so I was at the Frankfurt Book Fair. So I dropped by the booth, and they said a literary agent came by, saw your book, and wanted to know if you wanted to expand it. 
Now, that's like, it's like winning the lottery, kind of. It's like amazing. It's like, really? Turned out the literary agent was Mike Larson. I mentioned him before. Okay. He's got a couple of great books, How to Write a Book Proposal and How to Get a Literary Agent. Mm-hmm. His books are at the library, folks. Read them. They're amazing if their topics mm-hmm. interest you. So I contacted him. Now, here's how weird it was. I had to go to Frankfurt, Germany, and he had to go to Frankfurt, Germany, for the two of us to meet. I was in Los Angeles where I lived. He was in San Francisco where he lived. We didn't know about each other. Hmm. Uh, wound up expanding the book. I turned it into a, a, a an extended book that was basically a, a mass market version as opposed to a trade paperback. And hmm. he, he, I also, he helped me uh, write the book proposal, uh, told me about his book, which I bought, followed it to the letter, Gave him the book proposal. He hustled my book for a year before he found a, uh, a publisher because he believed in it, and then Doubleday Dolphin bought it. All of that happened because I went to a book fair, and I put myself out there. You yeah. can do the same thing, folks. I mean, it's it's. he didn't care that it was just a simple little 30-tape book. He was creative enough. By the way, he's one of the greatest literary agents in, in America in the last 50 years, in my opinion. Mm. Um, he was one of those people who could say, this has potential. And of course, when the book was published, I got excerpted in Glamour Magazine, excerpted in Working Woman, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. I wound up going to do the, I did the Ricky Lake show, which I booked myself on. So I got flown to New York, picked up a, in a limo. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I actually, for, for five minutes, I thought I was a minor celebrity. Right. But <laughs> anyway, it was right. a lot of fun. And that's what can happen if you if you basically put yourself out there, but if you want, you've got to have a quality product. Mm. So many books, fast Kindle books, mm-hmm. never received even a, a high school teacher's editing. Mm. Which, by the way, you know, I guess you could probably get a high school English teacher to edit your book, but it's mm-hmm. better to have someone who's the pro, like Francine or, or, or someone else. But I, I, uh, you want your finished book to be a quality product because that can lead to other things. Yeah. If you have a quality book, uh, it's happened. I swear to God, I'm not saying it's going to happen to you. It's a long shot at best, but that's what happened with, uh, uh, you know, many, you know, fiction books wind up being read. And then someone will say, you know what? I think we could do a movie out of this or a TV series or, or whatever the case may be. And there you go. You're off to the races. Miracles happen. And which brings me to a sidebar real quickly. Yeah. Um, I heard this story. Anybody, everyone familiar with the TV, with the movies Rambo and the Sylvester Stallone movies Rambo? What? I don't know if, mm-hmm. if you're not and you don't know, you can Netflix them. You can even get them for free, by the way, at the library. They've got DVDs for free. You mm-hmm. can rent the movie. Anyway, Rambo was a book. And when the book was being picked up for publishing, the, he was, the author was given an author's contract. He was not an attorney. He didn't know anything. He paid $500, which to him was like $5,000. He paid $500 to have a literary attorney look at the contract. The attorney put in one simple clause. Any and all television, movies, films, any other sources of media... Uh, the author will receive 50% of what the publisher received. 
Mm-hmm. He said later that one clause of the $500 he spent made him over a million dollars. Because otherwise he would have gotten nothing when mm. the, the films were made. When the films were made, he would have gotten zero. So always, whatever it takes, if you get a contract, you're dealing with any kind of publisher, any kind of thing, with your artistic property, let a professional in that arena, I mean, I'm sorry, but a real estate lawyer is not going to cut it. <laughs> it needs to be a literary literary lawyer. Let them look at the contract. It'll be worth the money you spend. And I, I, I'm sure it's going to be. Even now, it's probably only going to be 500 to $1,000 worth the money because you never know what's, you know, they could leave out, heck, they could leave out ebooks, or they could leave out, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, TV, film, whatever. So just wanted to throw that out as a sidebar. I love that, that story mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, you know, too many artists of all kinds get ripped off. True. You know, I remember, I remember hearing Al Green Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you look him up, but he's yeah. great, great soul singer. So, by all reports from people I used to know in the business, a sweet man. Al Green signed with Capitol Records and gave up all of his publishing, which would be equal to signing with a, a publish was signing with a book person, uh, signing with a book publishing company and giving up your royalties. Right. Uh. I mean, it's, it's unheard of. But he was so desperate to get his music out, he gave up almost everything. By the way, I heard the same thing happened with Antonio Carlos Jobim, who wrote The Girl from Ipanema, gave up all of his publishing rights. But anyway, so Al Green eventually, attorney, came to his aid. But mm-hmm. he gave up. Instead of saying, okay, give me 10% of what the standard deal is, I'll give right. you that. But you know, you, are, you never know how you can be ripped off. So artists get ripped off all the time by, by sharks. Yes, so they don't do. let that happen to you. If, you. if there's a contract in your hand and it looks like it's a decent deal, have a, a good literary or other attorney, if it's maybe a television mm-hmm. attorney or a film attorney, have the right person take a look at it. Anyway, mm-hmm. I thought I'd just insert that. And, and thanks for inserting it because on this show we're constantly, it's like in parrot fashion, we're constantly saying that because we're trying yeah. to equip the indie and independent artist community. Because a lot are very creative and extremely talented individuals, but they lack the business side, the knowledge and, sure. and savvy that they need as far as business relations. Sure. And so if, you, if you become an indie, if you yeah, – forgive me for interrupting, but you self-publish and your book takes off and you sell five, ten, fifteen thousand copies, you might hear a knock on your door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be a major publisher who wants to now put the book out. Right. Uh, and you're like jumping up and down and all excited because they're going to give you a big advance and this and that or whatever. You have to let someone mm. look at that agreement, that contract, because you never know what rights you're giving up or, or what's what's happening. And by the way, one clause, I just want to say, anybody who goes to any kind of publisher, make sure the clause is in there in the contract that states that if the book is not put out in print or it goes out in print for uh, uh, over six or 12 months, all mm. rights revert back to the author. So when you have these publishing companies that go bankrupt or whatever, right? you should, you want, if you don't have that clause in your agreement, mm-hmm. your book could remain in limbo forever. Mm. Absolutely forever. So you want to have that clause in there that if that, uh, you know, or you can even say if you go, it goes bankrupt or if the book is not in print for an ex, you know a reasonable period of time, 
all rights revert to you. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you. Thank you. Very important yeah. information. All yep. of the writers out there, I know that they're writing these facts down and all of this. I hope so. Good resource information because it's so vital. We want to not live out that um, age-old, um, you know, the stigma about artists being struggling and starving. We want to end it. Oh, no, it's ro- that's not right. That's not right at all. Artists make the planet better, and yes. artists should always be rewarded for their art and their work. And so it's, you know, starving artists is we not a term. That we we want to get them unstarving. <laughs> yes, we keep Earth oxygenated. That's what we do. <laughs> it's totally true. That's yes. a great, great, I love that. That's a great way of looking at it. And, of course, a lot of these tips that I'm giving, as mentioned, it'll be in my free giveaway that people can get at the end, 10 tips for doing your own book PR and marketing, no matter how shy you are. And, and that's going to be available to everyone. Uh, uh, we'll tell them how they can get that for free at the end. I love how uh, you Anybody put else have any more questions? Or should we just roll on? Oh, thank you. Indeed. Did any more questions come up, Francine, or should we just keep going? Um, we have a, another question. It's um, And this is how it reads. 80% self-sub-authors don't have $75,000 to spend on a developmental editor. How to make money by handling self-published authors. I, no, I, I totally understand. Uh, actually, the 75000 was for a ghostwriter, somebody mm-hmm. who would write the book from scratch for you. Uh, and by the way, there are ghostwriters that do uh, excellent work for as little as, say, twenty or 30000 But right. um, developmental writers, it doesn't cost that much. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, I would say for an excellent developmental writer, five to $10,000, and it's worth putting that money together. I mean, you could... Again, I guess, uh, to save money, you could go to an English professor at a local community college, ask what they would charge to to do a, a basic edit on the book, but that's not going to be a developmental edit. I'm, yeah. I hate to say it, but if you want to do it right, mm-hmm. if you want to do it right, if, you're, if, if it's fiction, you can get by. It's a lot easier if it's nonfiction or nonfiction how-to or whatever, you know, which is what I write, but... If you're doing fiction, whatever it is, Christian fiction, uh, uh, romantic, you know, uh, whatever it is, mm-hmm. romance novels, what, whatever it may be, regular fiction, you really, unless you are unusually skilled, mm. some writers are, but unless you're unusually skilled, you want to consider Ooh. a developmental editor. And if you don't have that money, you know what? Remember I talked about the part-time job? Take a, another part-time job, cut back in your expenses. It's you know people all the time. They'll be spending money on whatever it is: Starbucks, playing golf, playing tennis, uh, uh, cable, whatever. You know, tr- turn off your cable for a year. <laughs> you know, if you have to, or just have basic cable. I mean, cut your expenses, or or increase your income, or sell some of the stuff that. You know, sell the boat or whatever. Sell the, sell the. You know, take a, a loan on the second car, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. If it's if you're serious about wanting to be a writer and produce quality stuff, and of course it's not. A, there's no guarantee, probably a non-guarantee, that you're ever going to get rich off of it. Ooh. But 
uh, if you're serious about it, you'll find the money. And it's not it's not as it's not seventy five thousand. That's for ghostwriting with a top ghostwriter who writes with celebrities, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You can find all kinds of ghostwriters that are That's in true, the twenty yeah. to thirty thousand range. I'll even give you some names if you contact me. A mm-hmm. development writer, I would seriously say again, not polishing apples, but she's good. I would say you start at least thinking about Francine. Uh, she does good work, quality work, and uh, you know. But there's other people too. But I mean, I, I'm just saying, you, you want to have someone to do that, unless you're unusually gifted. If you've taken writing classes for years, maybe even decades, gone to writing workshops, done done you know summer workshops, and all, mm-hmm. if you've done all that sort of stuff and really gotten better, and people are people that you believe. People who are published authors themselves are saying, you know, this you're a good writer. This is good stuff. This is this is this is commercial stuff. Then you might not need a developmental editor. But mm-hmm. you know what? You probably still needed. You probably still need an editor. Right. So, oh, definitely. I'm yeah, I'm just saying. So you know, you want to be. You don't want. You want to be smart about it. I mean, I like to tell people how to do it. Do things inexpensively on the cheap. Yeah. But some things you just can't. You can't. You know, if somebody's on Craigslist and they say they're a developmental editor and they'll do your manuscript for 500 bucks, you better run away <laughs> because mm-hmm. they're just not professional, uh, you know, enough. That's, there's no way. So you, you want to be realistic about it. But, uh, yeah, it's 75000 is for a celebrity ghostwriter, somebody who does celebrity ghostwriters for maybe somebody even like uh, a George Clooney or something. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not someone you need even if you're getting a, a book ghostwritten, there's other people, you know, so well, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, yeah. So I think it was just a misunderstanding on the, on the service. Mm-hmm. We have a caller, caller, um, I believe it's, uh, guest five. Welcome guest five. Hey Sage. Hi. And, and whom do I have the pleasure of speaking with? This is Shane. Oh, Hey, Hey Shane. How are you? Hey, hey, hey! Yeah, I'm and sure you must. The best part is, must, the best part is can, I can hear him. Bruce Brown. Yeah, whatever you. Yeah, anything, Shane. Go ahead. Um, well, I just actually just joined. Actually, recently, I just um just uh just just came on, so I just caught on to a little bit of it. So I kind of wanted to share more. So I want to hold questions. Sure. Well, I'll um kind of to get your um mind flowing in the direction of of. Um, thinking on questions, uh, just to give you a little uh, information on what you missed, uh, Bruce Brown is a master marketing expert. Ooh. Yeah. So hear a little bit of that. Yeah, so anyone who um, is a business owner slash entrepreneur slash author, unknown author, um, this is a person you definitely – need to talk with. You need to ask questions. You need to inquire information from because he can help you as far as the marketing side goes. And, and by the way, let me just say, on my regular website, not not to interrupt, forgive me, uh, Francine, but on my regular website, I have a, a, free, a free gift. Anybody can go to my regular website that they can sign up for 75 digital marketing tips to help your small business. 
So if somebody's thinking about starting a small business or has a small business, mm-hmm. they should go and sign up for that free thing. Of course, I'll, I'll, also there's the possibility we could talk. But that's for businesses. If they're an author, at the end, as I've mentioned, uh, Shane, I'm giving well, away 10, uh, uh, 10 tips for doing your own book PR and marketing, no matter how shy you are. No, and no, anyone no, I mean, can like, get a honestly, free copy of I'm that. I'm into that. Like honestly, that, that's that's uh, that's the uh, I have two businesses that like, that's a little side business. Okay. One involving handmade jewelry, and the other one involving my own entertainment. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So yeah. So what you what you well, anyone who goes to brownmarketingconsulting.com, brown b r o w n marketing m a r k e t i n g consulting c o n s u l t i n g dot com, all lowercase brownmarketingconsulting.com. You can go there and you can get my free report, it also includes 10 free videos. All of that's free. Just sign up by giving your name and your email. So, Shane, I think that solves your, your problem and your question. And, and uh, go get some free help, buddy. Yeah, that, that, that actually does. Like, I'm, hey, I'm here to listen. That's why I joined. I was interested. In oh, great. Well, help, happy to help you. I'd listen. Let's go. If I guarantee you, if you get that free stuff and you implement some of it, your business will be more successful. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ah. I definitely so there we go. Sha- Again. So, Shane, I think we've got some more stuff. Uh, we're going to say thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to move on, and, and we may we may talk again. Yeah, hey, hey, I'm here, I'm listening, hey, I'm taking notes, so hey. Okay, yeah, great. So, uh, any, any, anybody else, anyone else want to ask any questions, Francine, or should we just keep rolling? Um, I'm going to check in New York uh, again. Uh, caller from New York, welcome. Oh, how sad. They so probably sad. are just wanting to listen then. So I'm going to okay. All right. their mic. But um, we do have a call, lot of call New York. If you, have a, if you have a question, you can email me later. If you have a question, you'll have yeah. my email information. So you can email me later if you have a question. I'm sorry about, uh, you know, sometimes it just depends on your cell phone, where your provider is, bad location. Uh, it's just bad luck. I hate it. Hey. Um, so, by the way, cell phone cell phone coverage in Europe mm-hmm. is ten times better than America for half the cost. Most people don't know that, but unfortunately, mm. yeah. Yeah, I know. Personally, so, I use landline when I do the show. Oh yeah, yeah landline's great. For me, it's better quality reception. And, and, I, and if you're trying to save money, I'm on a internet landline. Okay. And you can get internet landlines. You can get internet landlines all day and all night for you know for twenty bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So if you know, I'm a big fan of Clarity. And uh, when you have an important business call or interview or something, nothing's better than having uh, you know people able to hear you. <laughs> so um, it looks like we've got we've we got about like, five more minutes. Mhm. Yeah. Five more minutes. Should I give people real quickly how they can get a free copy of yes. this report that I wrote? Um, yeah. It's uh, once again, it's it's for it's for authors. But if you're not an author, if you're a business person, uh, you can go to my website brownmarketingconsulting.com. I've mm-hmm. got free uh, free stuff on there for you. You can also reach me there. Uh, my uh, report again entitled Ten Tips 
for doing your own book PR and marketing, no matter how shy you are. It's a 10-page report, totally free for anyone who sends an email to uh, mastermarketman at yahoo.com. And I'll spell it out, M-A-S-T-E-R-M-A-R-K-E-T-M-A-N at yahoo.com. And in the subject line, just put free report. And that's all you need to say if you want to say something, you have a question in the body of the email, no problem. And uh, uh, that's that's how you can get a hold of that. And it's got, uh, uh, if you want, I'll run down real quickly. The 10 tips include, uh, as I'm scrolling here, uh, the author website, how to do that inexpensively or how to hire a pro, basic promotion, uh, which includes uh, your Goodreads uh, profile that you want to have and LinkedIn, uh, book trailers, which is a whole other subject we didn't touch upon. My my company does book trailers okay. at a modest that's price. Uh, that's really good for uh, putting on your you know putting on YouTube or putting on your website. Social media campaigns, which we do, uh, mm. you know, and uh, that's important. Uh, Did you with the report all, all a, social, a social media campaign in, entails what it includes for those that might not be aware. Oh sure. Well, let me let me let me swing back to that uh, and I just hit these other these other topics real quick. Distributing your book. Tip number five. Uh, tip number six. How you could travel the world uh, selling your book and potentially write it off your taxes. Number seven. Uh, how to uh, come on now? Getting publicity uh, from the low hanging hanging fruit. Fruit uh, speaking engagements. How those can help you sell your book. Uh, that's number eight. Number nine. Uh, letting friends and family help you, back to social media. And then uh, number 10, connect with the right book bloggers to promote your book. Mm. And, of course, number 11 is use a professional to help you, such as Francine and myself. Now, back to social media. Um, Social media, there are people who wound up best-selling authors. Uh, I'm going to forget her name, but you can look her up. She She writes vampire novels. Uh, I want to say her last name is H-O-C-K-I-N-G. I'm not sure, but you can look her up. Mm. She went from unknown author to millionaire. Yes. And she did it in, I think, three years or four years or something. Do you know who I'm talking about, Francine? I... Um, I'm forgetting her name. I feel terrible, but you can trace her down, folks. She's uh, one of the the greatest success. Stephanie Meyer? New Moon? No. Last name is last name is uh, starts with an H. I think it's something okay, like Hawken or Hawker, Hawken or Hawker. Anyway, she, she literally launched her career as a successful author through social media. Okay. For starters, she had a Facebook. She didn't even have a. She didn't even have an author website. She had a Facebook page. No, that's I'm interview sorry. with the vampire. That's Anne Rice. No, not now. No, no she was she was amazing. What she did that I suggest everybody do, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning, is every single person who wrote her, every fan, oh, I liked your book, I hated your book, she responded personally to everyone. Mm-hmm. Every single person who ever contacted her, uh, she uh, she responded, and uh, that's that's uh, amazing uh, and very smart. Uh, 
And so, uh, anyway, I, I, I say start with that. Be respectful of your readers and your fans. Yeah. Be respectful of your readers and your fans. And and uh, by the way, that's also good, really good business, uh, really good business, uh, uh, you know, rule of thumb. If someone sends you an email, respond, even if it's, I'm super busy right now, I will review this and get back to you in a week. I mean, th- if you don't have time for that sentence, you shouldn't be existing on okay. planet Earth. I mean, <laughs> it's like the minimum uh, <laughs> uh, that you should do. And that's it's really important uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, to do that. Uh, and so anyway, I, I just I'm, that's one of my big my big things. Anyway, doggone, I can't seem to find her. Uh, I'm looking quickly. I should have done this. Okay. By, but you you can you can research her. Mm-hmm. She'll turn up. She started out a complete unknown author. She's writing a little vampire ebook. She put four vampire ebooks up, and she was trying to make money to go to a uh, I think an anime convention or something. So, you know, what? there you go. I think we just went over our time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we do have extra time if, if we need it. If you have uh, the availability, um, we can go over tonight. My co-host... Uh, oh, yeah. Warrior is Queen Deport. Now, she is an urban fantasy writer. So if she were on the call tonight, she would have known exactly who we're talking about. Oh, I bet she would. She yeah, I feel, I feel, yeah, in, I feel annoyed. I'm very annoyed. I can't. I'm lo- <laughs> while I'm talking to you, I'm looking it up on the internet, and I'm having no I'm right, success. I, I tend to so. uh, frequent and romance much. I'm, I'm more the poet and dealing with the classical uh, literature and not really. And I don't. I, like most men, I don't read fiction much. I, I, do you know I, that 85 percent of all fiction. Eighty-five percent of all fiction in America is read by women and gay men. How about Isn't that, that interesting? <laughs> yeah, weird, fascinating. So I mean, yeah. So I write, I read, I read nonfiction and mm-hmm. nonfiction how-to. That's those are my favorite. Okay. But uh, like, there's yeah. a lot of people that tend to fancy the urban fiction novels. Now, oh, I, urban, more, that's a whole fantasy as opposed to I've urban. Got a, I've got a friend. I'm going to give her a plug. Uh, brown sugar. I'm trying to think. She has a series of books. Uh, oh. Brown sugar. Uh, oh shoot! It's gonna. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to find brown sugar. Uh, 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 something. Brown sugar story. Something. I'm, I'm going to plug her. She's she's terrific. African American author. Really good. Really great. If you like that sort of stuff, especially if you like this, you're female, et cetera, you're going to really enjoy her work. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to, I'll have her in a minute. I'll pull her up. But yeah, listen, I'm willing to go. You want to go as much as you want, half an hour, an hour, 15 minutes, you name it, I'm yours. Okay. So I'll, I'll keep going for as long as you want to go. No problem. So, uh, so, do, so what should we talk about? You you name it. You want to pull something off my, my free tip sheet or just want to ask something off the top of your head? It's up to you, young lady. Sure, sure. We'll move to, um, I was quite interested, you were listing a couple of the the different um, uh, things in on, on the free report or in the free report. The, uh, there were a list of things that you made mention of. Oh, by the way, I just found it. It's Carol. If you listen to this, please forgive me. It's Carol Taylor. Uh, okay, it's brownsugarbooks.com. 
C-A-R-O-L-T-A-Y-L-O-R. Carol's uh-huh. a friend. She's okay. she's terrific, and she's uh, she's published by. Uh, let me double check. I don't want to say the wrong publisher. She'll really kill me. Um, her publisher. It's. Uh, she's got a four book novella series that's new coming out. Uh, she's a she's a terrific writer. Really good stuff, and. Uh, her major publisher is completely hidden on this page. So I, I, as a matter of fact, I should call up her publisher and have them hire me to fix their website. <laughs> but uh, anyway, she's she's with a major publisher, and, right? Uh, who who uh, doesn't do very well? Is not very good at publishing them at, at promoting themselves, so, which mm. I see all the time. I I was I, I once went to the Warner Warner Brothers website and it was awful. I thought, anyway. So, what can you do? Now, but, uh, uh, reference to the um, because you oh, just- Random House. She's a she's a former Random House editor, and uh, her books are, I think, Random House books. But don't hold me to that. Um, okay. Anyway, go ahead. By all means, you're asking. You question. help with creating websites for businesses or business yep. um, authors, right? Um, sure. And for Absolutely. Better, uh, now, in reference to the creating of the website, could you kind of give us a brief uh, description of the things that you... Well, let me give... Yeah, important thing. Outlined. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, remember when you're looking at a website, and this, so many websites don't follow this, the eye tends to go to the right of the website. So if you have anything that you're offering that's free or special or whatever, you want to put it on the right third of the website. Every single website, every single website that exists in the world, mm-hmm. and I'm here to tell you that the majority of websites do not do this. So listeners, be better than the average, okay? And I'm even talking about major, major, you know, uh, even uh, the corporate site for Google doesn't do this. I'm telling you, major people don't do this. Uh, at least last time I checked, and they should. Always give something away for free so you can get contacted by your website visitor. Studies show 80% of website visitors leave the website without leaving information, never, ever to return. Now, that's a shocking fact. The average website visitor, you have eight seconds to grab their attention. So mm-hmm. you want on the first, and you always, 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 always want your website to be what's called mobile ready or mobile viewable. Millions of websites exist on the planet that can't be looked at on smartphones. Seems shocking, seems impossible, but it's true. So I always, I always tell people, whether you're doing a, getting a free website or you're paying for a website, make sure that part of the agreement is your website will be what's called mobile-ready. That way it can be viewed on a tablet, can be viewed on a mobile phone. Uh, you'd be surprised at the websites that aren't. And since so many people don't even have laptops or other computers, they just use their smartphones, you better yeah. have your website. You better have your website mobile-ready. Super important. Another thing is when you're figuring out what to give away for free, 
it can be something simple. Uh, mm-hmm. I give away something on my website that's pretty dramatic. It's it's ten sixty second videos on how to how to uh, have more success with your business. What what to do? Marketing tips to do uh, that are you know internet related. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. But you don't have to be. It doesn't have to be that dramatic. It can be one simple little thing. You know, uh, just uh, like this ten tips sheet that I'm, ha- I'm giving out to all the listeners. Uh, it can be, uh, you know, a newsletter even. Although it's really better if you're giving something that has super value. doesn't have to cost anything, but it should have super informational value uh, yeah. to people hitting your, you know. So like, I'll give you an example. Let's say you mentioned something about vampire. Let's say you're a vampire <laughs> romance writer, whatever, ro- vampire writer, Okay. On your website, you might have um, my favorite top ten vampire books. Okay. Give me your email, and I'll tell you what those are. There are people who will give you their email just to get your opinion of what you consider the top – you, uh, an an author of vampire books, consider the best books. Okay. Uh, It could – you know, if you write write romance novels – you know the top ten romance novels I've I've read this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they can be that simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that would uh, be a question it, I would it, want it, to direct to Stephen King. Most definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, you know it's interesting. I mean, it's like Stephen. I just have this. You know, Stephen. For Stephen King, as a writer, I really I've had it. You know, pre- Stephen. Let me tell you. Did you know he didn't start? He didn't have any success as a writer, I believe, until his late 30s or 40s. Did you know that? Oh, I did hear which about ba- rejection. Yeah. yeah, which he was like a teacher or something. Gets me back to the thing. of The thing that's great about writing is you can be any age. There are writers who don't become that's- successful, and I mean like well-known, etc., until they're in their 60s or older. And so I always I always tell people I say don't you know I talk to people all the time oh I'd love to write oh I'm too old I say, what are you talking about what are you nuts what do you mean you're too old what do you, get out of here I mean too old might be oh you are I mean, right the more you so, have to write about well, exactly uh, even if longer. even if you only write how to nonfiction mm-hmm. even if you only write how to nonfiction you're probably going to do a better job of writing about your chosen topic or topics if yeah. you. Uh, uh, have experience. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, I've actually talked to kids in high school where I'd say, you know, how, who likes a skateboard? Hands go up and I go, so why aren't you writing, why aren't you submitting articles to Skateboard Monthly? And they're like, huh? We could do that? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, you could. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it doesn't matter, whatever the age. It's, it's completely, uh, uh, and, and you're right, the older, the more likely you are to uh, be successful, and uh, that's that's uh, it's a useful thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, there's a question from uh, one of the listeners whom is in the chat room. They would like to know: Do you have any advice for poetry publishing? Yes, I do. I do. I do. I do. Um, poetry is so tough and so rough. Everybody, you know, mm. likes to think they're a poet. There's a lot of bad poetry out there. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm going to assume the person asking the question just happens to be really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there are actual 
uh, publishers who specialize, Black Sparrow Press out of Santa Barbara. I think they're still around. Okay, I've you, heard. You, mm-hmm. you can go. You can go to Writer's Digest, Writer's Market, uh, put out by Writer's Digest, which is a really great publication. Sometimes you can find the updated version, again, at your local library. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you seriously have to invest the 50 or $75 to buy it yourself. Okay. But you can do a web search for publishers who publish poetry. And it's... Uh, uh, it's really, really – you would be shocked. There are poetry contests. Now, a lot of poetry contests, they want 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 25 bucks. Some of those are legitimate. A lot of them are not. Oh. You can always consider those. Do some research and find the ones that are legitimate. Writer's Digest uh, magazine has, from my understanding, I think they've got some poetry contests that are legit. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, you can always self-publish your poetry and sell it. There are, depending on if you're in a major city, like example, in Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. there is a, a place called Beyond Baroque. It is literally a place primarily for poets. They mm, have poetry the slam. They have po- <laughs> Yeah, they have poetry. No, it has it's, I think it's world famous. Yeah. I think it's world famous. They have poetry slams there. If you don't know what a poetry slam is, look it up. Yes. Uh, they have all kinds of, of really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. They have uh, unknown poet nights. They have all kinds of stuff. You can meet people. You can uh, you can meetup dot com, which is all over the world. M e e t u p dot com. Meetup dot com, which is all over the world. I think it's in 180 uh, countries. Yes, meetup. They have a lot of groups for poets. Mm-hmm. and writers and self-publishing people and if you don't see a group you can start a group mm-hmm. so that's kind of fun uh there are uh i would re- whatever you know uh whatever's type of poetry or if they just write poetry i would start looking oh back to the library Go to the reference librarian at your library. Say, I'm a poetry writer. I want to get published. Can you give me any resources? And you'll be shocked at what is you know, given to you from the reference librarian. Mm. So I would say absolutely go to your local reference librarian. Um, you might if you wanted to, if you're at a, at, a, at, a, at a suburb near a major city, like let's say you're at a suburb of Detroit, I might go to the main library in Detroit because you're going to get, you know, uh, or go to the, your local library branch and then go to mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, you know, then you're going like, to get two viewpoints and you'll mm-hmm. get two bits of information uh, from two people helping you again for free. So you, you, I'd say go reference librarian, do online searches, get a copy of uh, uh, Writer's Digest and see what, you know, who's buying poetry and who has legitimate poetry contests. And, of course, that might be at your library. That's what I would do. And I'd really concentrate on letting the reference librarians help you. I hope that is useful. Very good. We have one more question, and this is the same uh, person, Nation Ray. And their question is, what is the average length for a full poetry book? Wow, that's a good question. That's a little out of my area. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> a full poetry book. I there was a guy, and this is just sort of interesting from a marketing standpoint. There was a very successful poet in the '60s or the '70s called Rod McEwen. 
I forget how to spell his name, mm-hmm. but this guy had American published poetry books that that were uh, New York Times bestsellers. Unbelievable. I don't think that's ever going to happen again, but it did. And Rod McEwen was really smart. He wrote music. Uh, he sang. He had the worst voice in America of any <laughs> any major poet who was actually doing records. Mm. But he had, and his books, a lot of them were very, very thin. I would go as far as to say, go to your local library, ask for the poetry section, and look at the books that the library purchased and see how many pages were in them. You might as well look and see Mm. what books libraries are buying that they thought were good enough to buy and how, how long the length was. That's what I always like to do. I don't like to reinvent the wheel, go, oh, let me guess. Let me just think, oh, maybe it's 50 pages, maybe it's 100 pages. Just do a little research. And again, back to the reference librarian. They will help you with this for free. They have the knowledge and the interest. They might even be a poet themselves. And they can also tell you what local places around town, in and around your area, uh, have uh, uh, poets that are meeting or even have live readings of poetry. Of course, some poets are too shy to read their poetry, but I even have how to get around that in my 10 tips. Uh, you know, if you're too shy to uh, do any public reading or public speaking, I tell you how to get around that. So Wonderful. We have one more that, question. I hope that helps. That oh, does. good. I love it. I hope we keep having one more question. <laughs> it looks like... <laughs> I, I love it. The first I love it. Mm-hmm. The first question is, is it better to write a poetry book as an, as an anthology or anthologies with other poets or as an individual poet? Well, listen, again, it's not my area of expertise, but I have known, I've actually known poets who actually like make money <laughs> as a poet. Right. Yes. I know. I know for a fact that they got started some of them got started by being in an anthology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say either or, or both. Mm-hmm. And again, I'd go to the library because that's a question the reference librarian can answer. Um, uh, and and I, I would say, I would say, why limit yourself? I'd say, if you have a chance to be in an anthology, I'd say, why the heck not? Because mm. surely, if you do that, at the end of your poem, you're going to be able to put your website. Okay, so then they could come and buy your poetry books if they like your poetry. You know. By the way, I just had a crazy idea. I wonder how many poets who are unknown actually read their own poetry and then sell the the uh, you know the audio, just like an audio book. I just thought right. of that as a good way to make money on the back end through YouTube, right. through iTunes or whatever. I just thought of that because you know what? There's something about there's something that's magical about. Mm-hmm. Any kind of author reading their own work. I mean, would True. you would you rather buy would you rather buy a Stephen King novel read by Stephen King or read by you know some other actor? Read by Stephen King. Yeah, right. I mean, because you're like, oh, that's what he sounds like, and that's what he meant. And, I mean, it's very exciting. So I hey, would say yes. everybody, particularly fiction writers, but particularly poetry writers. Why not, and you can do this on your computer at home, folks, and if you don't know how to do it, get your high school nephew to help you. You can record your own poetry 
and then have it purchasable for download so people can hear you reading your own poems. And how much fun. I mean, I'm getting excited by just the thought of that. How great would that be? I mean, you could you could actually, you know, charge a dollar a poem, two dollars a poem, whatever. I don't know, but I'd say a dollar minimum. But how much fun to to have that, you know? And of course, you can always read on YouTube. You can, you know, or or if you're doing a a poetry slam or you're doing a a live reading, you can always have a friend with a uh, an iPhone or an Android, you know. Uh, do a recording of you and put it up on YouTube, way to promote your website, etc. I mean, it's it's. But I like the idea of yes. selling your 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 own reading of your own poetry. I I don't know why, but that that just excites the heck out of me. And I I know that there are people that will buy that, uh, even if you're an unknown poet. I just know that. Do you agree? Friendly? I do agree. Yeah. Indeed. Because it's so exciting. That's what they sound like. Oh, how interesting! I right. Just something about. Yeah. Mhm. It's like it any, brings. Any more questions or brings that? Yeah, go ahead, please. To life. It makes it special, right? Yeah, it adds that, that element of it, that element. Huh. Yes, right. It adds that element. It's kind of like. Uh, it was kind of like this is different, but it was kind of like if you were a fan of Alfred Hitchcock, and I'm sure a lot of people listening yes. know what I'm talking about. But oh, yes. you can listen, folks. You can on Netflix, or you can go to your local library and get Alfred Hitchcock movies. Believe me, it's worth it. Care, you know, some incredible movies: North by Northwest, uh, Marnie. I mean, just amazing movies with Sean, Con- the original James Bond, starring in that. Anyway, Sean Connery. Um, I, I, it was some, uh, you were always hoping you couldn't wait to see sh- he would show up. Uh, once he started doing color films, he started showing up at his own movies as an extra. Mm. The director Alfred Hitchcock. I just and that's I always thought that was so cool. Right. You know, just yeah. like you know, just like you'd have Quentin Tarantino, he'd write the he'd write the movie, and uh. then he'd have a small part or even a large part in the movie. Yes, and it's like it was just sort of something extra interesting about that. I thought same thing about this, yeah. this poetry. Thing. And so, uh, what anyway. is it? Uh, Salomon Knight does the same thing. There you go. Yeah. Smart. yeah, very smart, smart. Yeah, and I know we got that from Hitchcock. Right. He, oh, he, he does really. He <laughs> does some very saying. smart that's movies. Like, yeah. He, like he does some very I, smart movies. Yeah. <laughs> so those are three three directors who do. Oh, yeah. that. You know, three directors who do that. I'm sure there's others, but uh, right. fun stuff. Well, Nation Ray um, said he was thinking about that also in reference to your comments. And oh, good. Thank you so much. He appreciates. Oh, pleasure. Yeah. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. You can build up your own fandom, you know. I mean, you can, you can, you you know, you can have a bunch of fans who are just like, and then ask your fans what they want you to do. Say, hmm. would you want another book on poetry on this topic, or do you want I've you know do you, would you like a book of poetry on cats? Oh yes, we would. Please mm-hmm. write a book of poetry on cats. I mean, whatever you know, women, you know, dogs, sheep, right. <laughs> whatever, just whatever they'd say. Just if you could do it, do it. You know, you gave me a, I'm going to run it by a couple of my uh, literary artist friends, some of which are spoken word artists, whom are not what you would classify as a page poet, but more a stage poet. So they literally go on the stage and just perform it, and it comes to them on the whim, and they just say what they feel. Why can't they have somebody record them live? And then uh, instead 
instead of posting it on YouTube, why can't they sell that? Exactly. Do you see what I'm saying? Why can't they? Why can't they? Why? 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 You know, <laughs> YouTube doesn't need the money. Why, why? Why not? You know, you use YouTube to promote you or to promote your stuff. But right. if, if the actual if the actual thing is you performing, you don't want to give that away. You right. Want, and most people don't know this. When you post on YouTube, you're giving up your rights, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, check with a lawyer if you want. But you you, you know, but I For- believe you give up all rights to that video if you uh, post it to YouTube. So that's something most people don't know. So you you want to just keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, you could always post one of your things and then say, here's my website. Come and, and find the rest of my stuff. You know, you'll get me reading, you know, ten an, an, hour, an hour of reading or 50 minutes or 30 minutes of reading for uh, $5 or $10 or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of poets now. I had the privilege of actually going in the studio with a friend of mine who's a musician and yes. was able to do some original poetry. And there were oh, like great. maybe two poems to original nice. um, chords and songs that they put together. They played a guitar and it. some other instruments. So I, I thought that that helped me as an artist to further expand on that experience into some new projects that I will be launching in the future. But um, you have made mention about unknown poets uh, coming together and doing an anthology. And I've not yet... I think it's great. I love that. I love the idea of it. Yeah. I love the the idea of it. By the way, quote-unquote, they may be be unknown, but they may each have 500 Facebook fans. Exactly. Or 1,000 Facebook fans, or 5,000 fans, or whatever. So, I mean, they may be technically However, maybe that would be a better term (laughs) than newly discovered. (laughs) Newly discovered. Oh, I like that. I like that even better. Yeah, the newly discovered poet... As opposed to the or the soon to be discovered poet, right? Or the I soon like to that. be, yeah. I, I think, yeah, soon to be, and and but all kidding aside, seriously, I'm not kidding at all. Mm-hmm. Let's say we've got ten or fifteen poets. Right. They have on average five hundred Facebook fans. Mm-hmm. Fifteen times five hundred. Okay, or let's just say. Uh, 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 ten times five hundred is five thousand. Now there's seven. Okay, that's seventy five hundred. If ten percent of them bought the anthology, that mm. is a that is a sale of seven hundred and fifty books. Mm-hmm. And you can ask your fans: Do you want them printed? Will you pay extra for a printed version, or will you buy them, you know, on Kindle or whatever? Would you pay extra? Mm-hmm. If they're printed, and they might go, yeah, and then okay. you just do your research. There's, there's, you know, you, you, uh, you might even get a local printer who, if they could plug their printing business on the last page of the book, would print it for free, or for half price, or for whatever. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of deals that could be made. You might even be able to contact a school, like here in Los Angeles, we have Otis Art Center. You can hire students who are current students who will do amazing design work for you that would uh, normally cost you thousands of dollars. You could get it for free or twenty five or fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know think out of the box, folks. You're look, you're artists, you're creative. Think out of the box. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a crazy thing. But if 
if you if you sold that many copies and and uh, if you sold 750 copies and it went for say 10 bucks each and and mm-hmm. maybe your profit was 5 okay uh and then it was split amongst 50 people you guys made a couple of thousand bucks with your book potentially mm-hmm. or you know 500 or 1000 dollars or more i mean how awesome is that now guess what now we're paid artists that's right now that's... we're making money as artists mm-hmm. not only that we're making money as and then if you ask your readers, maybe they want you all to do recordings, read, right. and now yes. they'll pay for an audio version. Audio. And now, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, listen, don't kid yourself. People think, oh, I'm a poet. Oh, there's no money in poetry, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Make the money. Make it. Make the money. Nice for you. Make it out of thin air. Create the money out of thin air. It, can, right. it can be done. It can be done. I agree. Yeah. It can be done. This is good. This is good. This is more than what we planned, of course. Um, we have yes. planned for an hour. Should we? Should we? Should we? One more time. <laughs> should we? Because it looks like we should probably wrap up. I'm guessing. But should we? One more time. Tell them how to get the free. Yeah, the free tips. And um, uh, if you have anything that anything else you'd like to share. Um, well, I'll, I'll probably give a. I'll probably give my inspirational speech. Oh, but uh, <laughs> I'll probably do that. How artists are are the most important uh, profession on the planet, and how they all deserve to make a living. Uh, but before I do that, uh, anybody who wants to get a free copy of my ten tips for doing your own book PR and marketing, no matter how shy you are, just go to uh, to send an email to mastermarketman at yahoo dot com. M-A-S-T-E-R-M-A-R-K-E-T-M-A-N at yahoo.com. Put in the subject line uh, uh, 10 tips or free report, either one, and I will be happy to send it back to them. And if they want to get more, if they have a small business or they're an entrepreneur or they want more small business entrepreneurial ideas, they can go to my website and get my free 75 digital marketing tips for small business. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is give me their email and their name, and that website is brownmarketingconsulting.com, B-R-O-W-N-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G.com, brownmarketingconsulting.com, and they just, uh, it, they'll find it on the website. They just give up their name and their email, and then they'll get 10 videos It'll show them 60-second videos that will show them how to have a more successful or how to start a small business. And then if anybody wants to talk to me about maybe uh, any of my services, my paid services, that's great. And uh, uh, I recommend, again, if you're an author, consider Francine for her services. I'm not just saying that mm-hmm. uh, uh, because I'm on her show. Available, she's good. yes. She's just good, and she's available. And look at her services on her website. It's smart to do that if you're an author of any kind, fiction or nonfiction. So uh, I guess that's it. Here's the inspirational speech. Um, doesn't matter what age you are. Doesn't matter if you're in a wheelchair. You're so-called handicapped. You're you're you know you have challenges. You should never give up your dreams. You can set them aside, but don't give them up. Whatever you really wanted to do. Be a painter, this, that, whatever. Write, 
have a small business, etc. You can you can do it, and the place to start is your local library. The reference librarians have access and knowledge that can help you do whatever you want to do. You're never too young. You're never too old. You're never, you know, any gender, any any people anywhere in the world. If you have access to a library, and of course a lot of libraries are available online as well, but I'm a big fan of walking in and standing in front of the reference librarian and say, my dream is, or I want to do this, can you help me with information? They will, nine times out of ten, be delighted. And by the way, if they don't, if you don't have a good vibe with them, come back another day, go to a different library, go on a different shift, you know, whatever. But you will get so much help, and you should never give up your dream permanently. No matter what's happened to you, always get back to it. And that's what I always say. Even if it's just, you know, even if it's just for yourself, you know, do do your dream and if you're an artist and you have a dream as an artist, live your dream. It's important. Yes. You will change lives. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. Um, words that will always resonate within the soul. Thank you. Um, thank we'll thank you. my parents for all of that. Yeah, thank, thank you, Francine. Oh my gosh, I had so much fun. Uh, uh, I can't. I had. I you know I can't believe I didn't have to pay you <laughs> to have this much fun. <laughs> I mean, it was so great. I want to thank everyone who listened, everyone who called in with questions, everyone mm-hmm. who sent in questions. Sorry about the New York gentleman. Email mm-hmm. me, and I'll do my best to answer your question. You know what was incredible, uh, even though they weren't able to uh, establish a uh, good connection for reception, they stayed on the line and they were able to hear in full all of your interview. So, that, oh great, and, and like right. they can email me. Anybody can email me if you have questions or thoughts. I'll I do will my make best to get back to you as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thank you again. I definitely will. Uh, be looking forward to talking with you again very soon, and um, in the not too far distant future, we would love to have you again as a return guest, and Anytime. to um, let our business community out there, as well as our authors and writers, know that you are available, and how they can benefit from your services. Very kind, and, and like I said, if they go to my website, I've got free mm-hmm. help for them. Uh, uh, you know, Actually, the, the information will help authors as yes. well as small business people. So I'm Wonderful. happy, happy, and I love, love to offer that. And Francine, I can't thank you enough. I had, I had so much fun, <laughs> and, and uh, it was an absolute joy talking with you. Thank and, you. Uh, I hope I helped. I hope I helped some people. I hope I gave some information that will help people. I think that's, that's you, what it's all about. It's a joy. It's yeah, a joy to help people. My parents taught me that, you know, if you're helping someone, you're, you're you're being of value on the planet. Yes, you've even helped me um, to better <laughs> my services. Yes, I was well, thinking. we'll talk. I'm sure we'll. T- well, you and I will talk on the phone. You know, later this week or next week. I'm sure. Oh, wonderful! I'm looking forward to that. 
And, of course, you know, my okay. birthday is Thursday, so this is an early birthday present for me. Oh, that's very Baby. kind. And, <laughs> and that's very kind. And if there are any wealthy listeners out there, um, I, you know, I'm sure anything from Tiffany's would be appreciated <laughs> by Francine. As long as it's blue, that's that color. Blue, blue, blue. And that's right. Make sure there's some blue. (laughs) We're good. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again, and best of success to you as well with all of your currently launched projects. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for supporting us on this platform. All right. God bless, and thanks a lot. Peace and blessings. Bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again. Of course, we have just ended the exclusive interview. We had as the feature in artist in the spotlight, master marketing expert, Bruce Brown. And for those of you tuned in, of course, if you would like to benefit as you've already done tonight, those who are tuning in during the exclusive interview, if you would like to benefit even further as far as acquiring services that Bruce provides, please don't delay. All of you, for the most part, you have Internet access. Visit www.com. Brown Marketing Consulting dot com. I repeat www dot Brown Marketing Consulting dot com. And for the caller from New York, yes, I am referring to you. Bruce wanted you to know that you can contact him post or after Tonight's show, we understand that you were experiencing some technical difficulties, which did prevent you from being able to ask questions or to talk to Bruce during the the exclusive interview. Uh, so, therefore, he would like you to know, here's a number where you can reach him directly. That number is area code 323. Eight seven three eight four eight three. I repeat, area code three two three eight seven three eight four eight three. And again, that is Bruce Brown. He is the master marketing expert. And he is definitely interested in receiving your correspondence. So don't delay. And for any and all who are still on the call, if you have a poem that you would like to spit, it is only 9.40 p.m., feel free to call in and share love via your poetry. The call-in number to the Exceptional Scribble Show is 724-444-7444. I repeat, 
724-444-7444. And the show's ID number is one three three one nine three. And then the pound key. I repeat, the show's ID number is one three three one nine three and then the pound key. For all who are still tuned in, <clears throat> we're going to have a music break at this time. Bear with me. A music break, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we need a music break. Music. Music. <clears throat> what shall we listen to? Okay, I'm 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 looking now and I think I found <clears throat> the perfect song. I know someone's celebrating a birthday today. I know you are. For all those birthday people out there, I'm gonna to say to you, happy, happy birthday and many more. Yes. Wishing you longevity, good health, prosperity, happiness, good times, unending. Yes, yes, yes. I want you to be so happy. So I want to say a special birthday salute to my co-host, Queen Zipporah Thelman's mother, who's celebrating her birthday on today, September 5th, and to my mentor and one of the best friends anybody could have, Miss Hazel Lockett. Happy, happy birthday. Help, help, help me sing happy. Happy, happy birthday. I'm going to sing it, sing it. Singing aloud, wishing you a birthday full of joy, wishing you a birthday full of joy. Take your feet, take your hands, tell everybody that you are happy. That's my little happy birthday uh, stump, stump uh, shout. And that was quite original, people. So I had to do that for my mentor and make her laugh and smile because she knows how I go. I want to welcome to the show. It looks like a poet is on the line, of course. Nashawn Ray. Nashawn Ray? Yes, I'm here. How are you? <laughs> Thank you. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. It was it was a lot of good information that um, Mr. Brown uh, shared tonight. Um, yes, yes, I agree. I agree. I'm so glad I was able to get him on because at this time, I know I've been talking with a lot of good friends and just a lot of people, you know, having time. And everybody at this time, seemingly if they're a writer, they're trying to um, take their writing to the next level. So with all the good resource information that was shared on this platform tonight, I'm sure writers alike will be able to confidently 
take their writing and literary pursuits to the next level. Mm. It's like having answers, you know? And so I'm glad that you asked the good questions, questions that you asked tonight and the others who asked good questions tonight because if you don't ask, you'll never know. That's the truth. And, you know, it's like I'm working on um, a poetry book right now. Mm. The name of it, the, the title of it of the of the poetry book is The Art of Words. Mm. And and I so far I have two completed sections and one third section that I'm trying to finish. Okay. Um, the the section the whole section is called Hip Heart Mind Dreams. Mm. The, the second section is called Appetizers. Mm-hmm. And the section that I'm currently working on is inspirations. Inspirations, wow. Now, which genre does does your uh, manuscript or book come under? It's it's all poetry. Uh huh. Um, it's all poetry, but um, uh, the sections um will determine what kind of poetry is. Oh, okay, are, What kind it. of poetry is in it? Mm-hmm. Now, appetizers appetizers is strictly erotic poetry. Okay. Erotic and love poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the hip heart mind dreams is um, poems that have come from dreams, poems that have have um, uh, that are, are are close to the heart. Oh. Uh, pieces that are deal sometimes with a little bit of hip hop or with the streets. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pieces that pieces that um mm-hmm. that 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 come. From uh, poverty um, to uh, em- empowering self, yeah, um, it, uh, pieces that come from dreams. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Um, I think it's good when you can write a book and it has more than one theme when it's poetry. Yeah. Yeah, I think for poetry, that makes the book marketable and attractive to a diverse group of people. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I, that's a initially I, what I wanted to do was to um have each uh, um each of the the parts of the book broken down as individual books on the different volumes, volume 1, 2, and 3 of all the words. But um I think right now if I focus on putting it together all as one book right, right. now if I want to break it down by by some publisher uh, into smaller books later on, so that those different areas can, that are that it's focusing on can be uh, capitalized that way as well. So it'd be like four books instead of just one book. You know what I mean? Individually. Right, right. Well, I think that you're off to a great start. I think the book is bound for good success in sales and um, I commend you on the way that you laid out the book, the layout, the book layout. Because that matters. I think so too. Yes, it does. Um, I, re- I, read, I read a lot of poetry books and I want mine to be unique, totally. Right. Well, it definitely has a unique appeal and um I well, think uh, I, I'm, I've done, I've, I've done something. 
I've, that I've done I've done something to the table of contents that I've I've never seen anyone do to a book before. Um, okay. I turned it the, is. I turned I turned the table of contents into a poem. Wow. Where where all the all the all the titles of 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 each of the pieces are in in the poem. And uh, but each section has its own table of contents. Hmm. So I think yeah. the hardest one I think the hardest section is gonna be the last section, which is inspiration. But I'm I'm listening and reading and getting inspirations and on the AC and white. So I'm getting inspirations everywhere to write. Uh huh. Now I have yet to see that in poetry. Yes indeed, that is quite unique. So I have some new poetry that I was um playing with uh I just wrote three new pieces on Sunday. Okay. Um, well, we would definitely be honored for you to grace the mic of the show's platform this evening with your original unique poetry. And I am going to turn the spotlight onto you at this time, and the mic is now in your hands. And it's your moment. Embrace. Right. This piece is uh, on the erotic side. It's mm-hmm. called Poking Trees in the Rain. Mm. Poking trees in the rain You can't believe the joy it gives me Fucking you in the rain You can't believe the joy it gives me My tempered obsession And what I'm digesting Feeds a frenzy that's been warring up from inside. The feed that need to be on the bottom part of her 69. Soaking trees in the rain. You can't believe the joy it gives me. Fucking you in the rain. You can't believe the joy it gives me. Temperature rising. No surprising. Distances sort shorten when eyes make close. The sight to see, be brown eyes. The sight you see on a doe, a deer, a female deer. I just want to feel her near. Just want to call her dear and shower her with unfathomable love luster kisses in places where kisses are missing. To help with the undressing. To begin the sweet caressing. To help make dreams complete in reality. Smoking tree. In the rain, you can't believe the joy it gives me. Fucking you in the rain, you can't believe the joy it gives me. Rain showers down on sand shore of lovers in 69 fanatic frenzy. Hit her body parts screaming to each other. Break a vital bond bound by love and lust, bound by a sense of trust to imbibe simultaneous waters. Bust. Poking trees in the rain. The joy it gives me. 
Making love in the rain. I can't believe the joy it gives me. Poking trees on the shore in the light rain in the midst of lovers' games. Only island beach I will never see the same. Blinded by silence, breaking laws breeds defiant. But defiant we are, as we are falling in love, falling in love with freedom of what of doing what our bodies are feeling. Black hill inside, such a mellow high, he pushes me down my back to the sand, riding me like a horny pony. Splish splash, is that the rain or the sea? Nah, you and me. Talking trees in the rain, you can't believe it is me. Making love in the rain, you can't believe the joy it gives me. Talking trees in the rain, you can't believe the joy it gives me. Talking you in the rain. Can't believe the joy it gives me. That's that piece. All right. Now I'm gonna ask. Um, when you wrote that piece, was it anyone in particular that you wrote it for, or who no. inspired it, or I, it was just? No, I, I um, I was sitting in the park. I know the matter type. I was sitting in the park. I was sitting in the park in the rain. Okay. And um, I, I the day before I moved at Coney Island, and I was sitting on the beach there, and I mm-hmm. toked on the beach there. But when I was toking in the park in the rain, it just seemed so much better to just write from that. And I was writing in the rain. Writing in the rain. That's. I was writing in the rain. I was writing in the rain. Sitting. In, it was. I, uh, just wow! There and I, mean, I just writing in the rain. Mm-hmm. Just, I have a phone, just tapping, 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 tapping. And since I have a a, 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 a waterproof phone, it didn't bother me. Just sit there and just tap out three poems right in the park, mm-hmm. in the rain. Mm. That was that was the first one. Okay. Yeah, I like that you incorporated a musical um, line in there. I like how you interwove that with the poem. Yeah, I've been Um, doing that a lot lately. Yeah, it gives, you know, like you said. I think it gives it a little more flavor to to the piece. Yeah, that urban and hip hop. Low and, and R&B, even a smooth R&B uh, consistency with that piece, too. I think it's it's a piece that um, to do at an open mic. Yeah. And I, I was actually I was actually featured at an open mic um, doing erotic poetry on the, the 7th of July, this past this past 7th of July. Oh. Um, out in Brooklyn. I, I actually live in Long Island, so I'm just trying to get... <laughs> I'm, I'm in New York, obviously. Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to get my... my um, I'm trying to get out, out there a little bit more. 
<laughs> I, I can get more features and people see me a little bit more. Well, I'm, trying, I'm trying to I'm trying to trying to do a whole lot of things, trying to build a website, trying to right. Well, hey, like you uh, were saying, there's help available to you. Yeah. Yeah. I, Don't forget. I'll yeah, I won't forget. Inbox message you um, that website and also the email and phone number to contact uh, Bruce Brown. Post tonight. Okay. Show. He appreciated the questions you asked. They were all good questions. And, um, yeah, I'm sure he'd be glad to be a service. He may even know of some persons to connect you with, with what you're trying to accomplish, where you're located. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's indeed. I appreciate that. And Thank you. Forget, one of the tidbits of advice that he gave was, if no one's doing it or there's not a book club, in in your local area, area, you might be the one to start one up. It could be you. Okay. Just waiting for you okay. to do it. So, yeah, and the same <laughs> even with open mic. So, um, I know of a person. They opened their house and they started like a artist. Um, it was, it was on the lines of like an artist soiree. It was doing every Friday night. They had a deck and everything, and they would have jazz um, artists. Play. They would have painters paint. It ended up starting there, but it didn't stay there. It went from there to now they're in the building of their own. So um, never despise the day of small beginnings. A lot of big things start small. So just okay. just do it, like he said. Just it's, it's all in just doing it. If you're okay. tired, it's a reason for that. You talk with someone else, you've got a partner and getting it done. So you're never alone. Once you have that support team established, just launch it. And sometimes it's just a matter of you saying, look, I want to do this. Are you with me? Be surprised. You may find you have 10, 20 people willing to volunteer and help. Okay. Yes. So um, we have Donaldson on the line. Welcome, Donaldson. Cheers. Yeah, the vibrant thing. What's up? Yes, this is your hour, my man. My um, hour. We had an awesome oh. tonight, Bruce Brown. Oh. I got a number to get to you off the show. I'm going to inbox it to you. I got his web page for you. Anything that you don't already know to do as an artist that will guarantee you success in life, he's available. He is available as a go-to person. Oh, no doubt, because I was just talking about um, uh, this, like, earlier today and also last night with a friend in Massachusetts mm. who claims to be, he claims to be a marketing genius, mm-hmm. okay? And, uh, and, you know, the thing about it is I said to him, I says, here's what I want to do, right? Mm-hmm. I says, here's what I want to do. I want I want you I want to replace my income okay right now with mu- music shows live shows mm-hmm. okay go out and do live shows and sing and and get paid the same or more than what I'm making now which is basically you know like well, minuscule I'm not right, making a lot right. few thousand dollars a month right mm-hmm. but 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 um he says 
he says that's not what he does. He doesn't want to actually, he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to focus on just getting me paid and he could get a cut from it and start taking baby steps, start small, you know what I'm saying, and go and work up from there. He's like, I need to make a million dollars in one year with you. That's his whole agenda. Mm. So how do I, how do I, how do I deal? Here's a question for the guest. Yeah, that how do I for Bruce. Bruce, for Bruce, Bruce, how do I deal with this guy when, when, when he, I really appreciate his talent and his abilities, even though he has never really shown me anything that he, that is, this qualifies him to, 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 you know, to give me any reason to believe that he could do what he said, but he, he still, he still puts himself out there like he is a marketing, like guru and, and that my, my whole idea is, is, is wrong, that live performance, I'm, you know, is is it's not going to make money, and the starting small and taking baby steps is not a good idea, and all that. But I still want to, you know, keep the relationship with him going, and and see where I can where I can tap into that. How can I tap into that? Is what I'm saying. Like, help me right. work around it. You know. Well, here's He's a good the guy. thing. Uh, yeah. Bruce gave us an hour and forty minutes, so he really gave us a lot of time tonight. But um, unfortunately, he's not still in a call. So what I'm going to do is inbox message you Uh contact so that off the air post tonight's show, you'll be able to connect with him because he is accessible. That's awesome. Okay, so I look forward Mm -hmm. to getting that text. I was just talking about this. I mean, people need to get out there with their music and in the way that they – Feel because if it's if it you know if it's heartful, mm-hmm. then then it's probably going to be artful. Mm-hmm. So 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 and we need to get started when it comes to 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 being um, artful from the heart more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, so agreement. Yeah, I mean, I'm so tired that Darius is is. You know, excuse my friends. I shouldn't have said his name. Genius. Anyway, I'm so sorry, sorry that D Genius did not. Uh, you know, is, is he's not on the he's not on the he's not on the same plane of thinking with, as me. You guys, uh, right. Skysky probably is. I bet you, money Skysky or any of these people that come on the calls really would pro- most likely they'd be like, you know what? If I was a promoter or a publicist, I would try to book you. I would try to get you booked doing what you want to do so we could, I could at least get a cut of it and supplement my income I, if I have time, you know. And so you're saying that this guy, uh, Marcus, is, uh, is uh, I'm sorry, uh, Byron. No, what was his name? Brown. That's the person Brown. that you'll connect with off the air. What's his name again? The direct questions to him, and he'd be more than happy to give you the right answers. So what direction are you trying to take the call in right now? So right now, we have a poet on the line, and then we have you on the line for your, I call this the empowerment inspiration hour with Donaldson Floatar. So whatever you got that's empowerment and inspiration by way of music, by way of legal knowledge, by way of just presence, feel free to emanate it. Um, 
the caller that was just on the line is Nashawn Ray, and he was spitting some poetry and also informing us about a book project that's now currently underway that he's completing. I'm still here, so I had myself muted. Um, since it's your inspirational hour, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I should um, start off with an start you all off with a, an inspirational piece. Sure, and you'll get a fair, honest critique from Donaldson. Cool. And me. <laughs> Go right on the head. All right, let me pull it up. Hold on a second. Name of this piece is called I Refuse to Fail. I refuse to fail. I refuse to fall. I will prevail. I can conquer all. Though the road to success is as the road to salvation. A slim and narrow road paved with tribulations. Difficulties, obstacles are yet not impossible to overcome. My keys to success in a strength and application of wisdom. I refuse to fail. I refuse to fall. I will prevail. I can conquer all. Now, I wasn't always in this peaceful space. It took great efforts to get where I'm at in this race. The race of life where I'm competing against myself. To gain peace, prosperity good health and increase my personal wealth. I refuse to fail. I refuse to fall. I will prevail. I can conquer all. Negative thinking has no place with me and mine. It must be positive or else it's a waste of time. Time wasted serves me not. It does not equate with my soul. I can become a better man if I continue pushing toward my goal. I refuse to fail. I refuse to fall. I will prevail. I can conquer all. Slowing down will not get me where I need to be. There is no way I can stop my activities. I want to see the fruits of my labors, the work of my own hands. Less than seven years reach financial independence and become my own man. I refuse to fail. I refuse to fall. I will prevail. I can conquer all. I needn't work for someone else to increase their worth and glory. That's not what I want for myself. That's not how to end my story. A strong family. Contentment of heart, peace of mind for these I toil, work to see my hands fruition, provide for my family's future, for these remain loyal. I set my head straight, my path I mustn't alter, a course I set for myself I will not falter. My mindset on this position can be answered in my affirmation. I refuse to fail, I refuse to fall, I will prevail, I can conquer all. Mm. Yeah, yes, yes. That piece, and that was an inspirational poem. I could, just closing my eyes, that's a piece I could hear, like, during a graduation for speech. Mm. Yeah, like, the words are just that potent and meaningful. I think that's a piece definitely, um, yeah, yeah, you got to do that one at Open Mic. <laughs> Most definitely. If you're not, you got to start. <laughs> <laughs> this one is ne- this one's only hit a couple of Open Mics um, on the radio, never live. Oh, okay. Oh, so. Never live. Off the top of of tonight's show, make sure you get it as soon as it becomes available. Yeah, you got to hear yourself. Fitting that one. 
What's your name again, MC? Heidi. Nishan Ray. Nishan Ray. Yeah. Nishan Ray. Well, sir, I'll, I'll just have to say your your mentioning of the family went to directly to my core, you know. Mm. And mm-hmm. so you're in this time space continuum that is of a of a higher quality, you know. You're doing your poetry there. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, that was real inspiration. See, a lot of people label things as inspiration that I don't really think. When you really weigh it out, it don't measure up. It may sound good. It may rhyme and be catchy. And people may say, I felt that piece. But now what he just spit, that was inspiration. I'm glad he spit it. That's all I'm gonna say about that. For <laughs> Somebody needed that. I have to, are you the? Uh, does he spit? Because what's interesting is, if I don't know, I just, I just, I, I want to ask him this one question. I, I never wanted to. I'm ask. right here. I just, I'm right, I'm right ask here. Questions, you know. Uh, did you ever have other people do your poetry for you? Actually, that particular poem, uh, a young 10-year-old um, named Braylon Sullivan, there's a, a YouTube video um, where he was using my poem, that poem, that particular poem, in wow. an oratory contest. In an oratory contest. And he was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And he he tore it up. He tore it up. He really did. He did such a great job on it, and, and it made me feel so proud of him, and that that he found out so much value in my work that right. he chose my poem. I mean, because he last year I mean, he he's been winning the, the um, contest and oratory contest for several years as in 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 uh, in middle in, in middle school. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean elementary school. Excuse me. Um, and uh, last year's poem he chose was one of Langston Hughes' poems, and he and he, he put me in the category. But <laughs> with Langston Hughes, I choose one of my poems. <laughs> it made me feel like yeah, <laughs> one of the legends, like to me. <laughs> like what? That's awesome. What did he do? My this year? Like what? <laughs> That's great. Really good. Yeah, very good. You know. You sound. You're, you know what? You're inspiring me. I'm, I'll be honest. I don't have my music plugged in right now. I usually do like a beatboxing, like looping thing, but right now I don't have it plugged in. But I could, I could literally, I can vibe off of you, my brother. You know? Yeah. I heard you vibing off of him. I heard you vibing off of me too, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, you know, that's what I do. I'm Donaldson Flow Time. Off the top of the mind, we keep it right and divine. And we keep it coming in so deep, it hit your spine. (laughs) (laughs) Hour does. It's the Empowerment Inspiration Hour. We got to tip our hats off to Nation Ray tonight because he definitely did Empowerment Inspiration spitting that piece. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you both. 
um, for having this forum um, where we can, where artists can find out about information in their own genres, and where we can actually encourage and empower and inspire others amongst us. Thanks. Yes, indeed. That is definitely our mission, and it's always good to hear that we're meeting that mark because that's that's why we're on this platform. Love it. Love it. Thanks so much. Well, if you have another piece or Donaldson, you want to give us some empowerment, inspiration musically or some legal information? Whichever way you want to take us. Um, you want me to flow with him? Um, sure, and, and we'll have you do something again with Donaldson. And Donaldson, if you have something solo you want to do now. Go ahead. Uh, solo? Me? <laughs> uh, okay. You want to flow with Nation? Sure. That's sure. Me. Actually, well, I uh, know I love Nation. Uh, Nation, right? Mm-hmm. The guy, man, honestly, he got talent. And I wouldn't mind if he jumped in on it. So that way it would complement what I was doing. But so anytime you want to jump in, Nation, that's fine. And, and you know. I, I, I'll be honest, I, I probably going to go for like a minute or two anyway, so keep it short. And I'm going to try and do something different here. I don't I don't even know what I'm going to do, to be honest. I'm just going straight off the top. Donaldson Flow Time Styles. Here we go. Here we go. Damn. Your words are fine. One like me to pull myself on the dress in Maya, which I currently reside within. No secret being in me and being in sin, yet none of us are perfect, and we sail to the seas of humanity. Captain or first mate, we need to just show honesty. Lies before lies, laying down with more lies. Open spirit inside cries. We're in dark shades, no one sees the eyes. Only my eyes hide the pangs of an expressionless face. While hands without knowledge don't know the proper place. Headship principalities. Hardships overseas. We are the cure and the disease. We can only ease ourselves out the matrix. Neo is one. Morpheus is two. Trinity is three. What does this mean for you and me? What is our designation in this system of things? Ears see, eyes hearing, truth ring. Seven and nine, certified highs, truth and lies, while desiring the inner sanctum of ties. Truth is 420 droves that lights, mixed with chocolate on top, green and white. Seeking fortunes, cause now I'm a king of no thing. 50 cent in right pocket, 25 cent in left. Without love, I find no respect. Without respect, I find no queen. I'm telling all that I can't sing the songs that bought me from me. I'm first trying to leave me as penitent man, begging for my queen to please. Yet without seeing me, you'll never hear. Without hearing me, you'll never see. You want me? Come see me. Then you'll know me. Mm. Wow. Wait, did it register? Yes, it did. 
<laughs> okay, just testing. That's Mike. Because <laughs> <You laughs> that sounded like as if you two were in the studio rehearsing that for a full day, and then you just laid it on the track just now. That sounded too crisp and clear and too right to be wrong. I liked it. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's like, woo. You will appreciate hearing the archive link of what y'all just did, I'm telling you. That was live. Mm. Mm. Nothing but good vibes. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, Donaldson. <laughs> but that that beat was on point, bro. I was feeling that. Oh man. Oh, that was bananas. Totally bananas, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was hot. That was hot. What? <laughs> As the fashion world would say, hot. H A U T E. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you now. Well, like, basically, I got like a few people around me. They all want to hear the beatboxing, you know? They're all neighbors, too. They live in the neighborhood. I'm just, I'm outside. I'm on the sidewalk. So I'm just beatboxing, and I got people around. They all want to hear it. Okay. Well, I got a meditative verse. Now, this is a meditative verse, so. Be kind of bringing it down in a couple of notches to just kind of mellow, but a meditative swag. Like if people are in a, a, a monastery or hall yeah. or something, yeah, on, on, on those lines. And it's entitled Healed. And I just want to dedicate this piece mm-hmm. here. We got a lot of people right now who have friends, uh, close family members, mm-hmm. or it could be them. Uh, they're struggling right now with terminal illness or illness. Um, I just had a real close dear friend over the past week uh, that passed away with suffering from complications of having diabetes. Um, Very good man, public figure, um, served the community well. Uh, So I do want to just send out positive energy to anyone right now that's dealing with that type of situation, whether it's personally or it's a friend or loved one. Um, And this piece is called Healed. I am well. I fell. Got up. I healed well. I am well. I did fall, but pain was not great as my. I healed fully. I am whole again. I hurt myself badly, but my mind, spirit, body and soul has made a full 
recovery. I feel Good to me. I just vibed along with you. <laughs> How do we do that? Yo, that's, that's Jesus. Yo, that's, <laughs> Jesus is walking with us, you guys. <laughs> oh, for real. I think we are. We we definitely had divine help here tonight on this empowerment inspiration hour. Battles and flow time. <laughs> <laughs> on Jesus Walks? Oh, yeah. 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 Jesus Walks. Mm-hmm. Jesus Walks. It's such a vibrant thing. It's such a vibrant thing. You're such a vibrant thing. You're such a vibrant thing. A one-two, a one-two, except the view. Yeah, man. Keep that beat going. <laughs> you want that one? Yeah. A one two, a one two, check the beat. A one two, a one two, check the beat. Warm about one, two, love. A one two, check the beat. This needs to spread to you. I know it's a been two, a while. A one two, check the beat. You and I are both busy. This is true. But I have just got to take the time to say love, peace, and blessings to you this day. And if one should ever falter or get left astray, the Father in heaven will show the way. No, no, no. Walking the Christian way can be difficult for some. Some may take drugs while sipping one whiskey or rum. Even to those who we show love, the Christ and of our Heavenly Father above. And know you as one who is truly walking the way. Could you send back some love to me because I could really use them today? Not just because I need it. As a Christian, I'm seated. I give into it and try and share all that I am. Yeah, I reserve nothing for me. I'm drained to the bone mentally, and I'm lacking peace. Struggling so hard and always missing the mark. Expectations of perfection. Humbly, I accept my lot. Imperfect slave that I am. Imperfect man that I am. Just seeking to be more than I am. Yet I have said enough. In a holy way. One last thing I must reiterate. A one two a one two love peace and blessings. A one two a one two protect the beat box. Protect the Well done, well done. Yo, was that cool? That was alright? That was cool. That was dope. Yo, I thought we killed it. 
I've been called too. <laughs> yeah. Off oh, uh, top, yo, I'm going to tell you right now, dude, we got the hotness going on strong. Yo, I think I think you should um like uh excerpt that from the recordings and and throw it out on SoundCloud or something like that, bro. Oh yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> that was dope. Hey, that would be mighty nice. You, I mean, the, the whole one thing I want to want to do is actually compile like pieces that we do, Sage. You know, and like. It, when I get, I'm by the way, you guys, I'm about to get a new place, so I gotta move. But once I get my new place, we'll be able to actually start recording these sessions in a more uh, significant, with a more significant quality. But um, with what you got right now, I think we got good stuff, and we should go chop it up, like you said, you know, uh, my brother. I think so. Speak good success to you in that move and that move. Donald Sun, slow time, yes indeed. Oh, you know, it's one love. That's right. Definitely you deserve it. That was so, so dope, Donaldson. It's one love. I got so many other loves, though. Empowerment. One love nation. Let me think. Let me think. Yeah, maybe we can do something all on that. Topic. One love, one love, one love. Get a little island vibe going, too. Hey, yo. Are you going to be on till nine nine o'clock? My time. I know we're on. Let's see, it's ten. Well, it's ten thirty my time. We well, I don't know. I mean, my time. I should. You'd be gone by eleven, right? Probably. But yeah. I mean, depends on what we do. I'm gonna pedal my butt off right now to go and plug in my looper. If you want, I mean, we can. If you can manage to get another. Uh, where, where, where the heck? Because we is, got um, like. Thirty uh, minutes now. If we go over support. time, we can go over Please time support. about ten. Ten more. That'll make it forty-five. Still forty-five. Four, 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 Queen Zipporah is celebrating her mother's birthday with her mom tonight. Yep, her mother's birthday is tonight. Mine is Thursday. Okay. Uh, this is birthday yeah. week. My mom's birthday was tonight. So I did a little shout-out and a little, you know, birthday, birthday thing uh, to the birthday people. I feel there. Cheers! Shout out to the birthday folks. One yep, shout yep. out while I, while I interrupt the whole the entire community on your behalf because I'm I'm in you understand I'm in a residential neighborhood right now and <laughs> when I said yeah they all looked out their windows at me they're like what the heck is this guy yelling at <laughs> I'm talking about birthdays people come on get with me so when we come back on this platform next Tuesday I'm gonna be a year older I'm not gonna say how much. In time, I'm just going to say um, that many years young, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Is it more than two decades? Yes. Is I'm it over less? 20. It's five decades. 30. I'm in the 40s. Oh, that is. Okay, tell me about that, girl. <laughs> Don't worry about that, girl. You're the youngest. You're the youngest. 
Wait a minute, you make me feel like I'm a spring chicken and I ain't no spring chicken. Use a use a young man. Don't worry. That's you right. younger than my baby mom. My baby only my baby seventeen. She she has a freshness about her. She's mm. so linguistic around curbs, hitting, swerving, tipsy, flipping scripts. She's got them hips. Lipping scripts, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Lick them lips. Curving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. I love being serenaded, especially when it's, like, around my birthday. I get so vain. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you know, I have special birthday poetry. Oh, you do? Special birthday poetry. It's I love you to spit it for, because I know on my birthday, Pete, Zipporah's mom, my mentor, Miss Hazel Lockett, one of the best friends anybody can have, and some other people celebrating their birthday today and tomorrow. Well, I'm not sure if it, it might be not, might not be appropriate for this hour. Oh, it's, you know it's 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 an adult rated birthday. Oh, piece. one of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> so I don't think it's much, I don't think it will really be appropriate for that. Oh, okay. So we'll do that one for that for that show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the title of it is called Birthday Love Funk. <laughs> I mean, oh, man, that's... I just say because this ain't, um, you know, this the show is actually rated for a mature audience. Who mm. actually has a rating for a mature audience? But it's uh, there you have it. Comfort your yeah. level of comfort. You know what? Honestly, I think he's being a pussy. You want? I give it. You need to come correct, my brother. And this, listen, this lady's got thick skin. And everybody that's listening has got this skin. And when I say that, I'm just, of course, when you know I'm just being, I'm right. playing devil's advocate here. You're not really a pussy. You're a man. But the idea is I'm Howard Stern right now, okay, and you have to bear with Go me. Go ahead, Howard. Go ahead, Howard. I'll, I'll spit it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he's no, really no. going Howard oh, yeah. on us tonight. Oh, Howard, Howard, um, uh, Turn, I mean, really? <laughs> Come on, bro. That's what I'm saying. Uh, let's hit, let's uh, hear uh, some uh, real naughty, raunchy, uh, like, I want to okay. hear, I want to hear you talking about breasts. If you're going to talk about breasts, I want to hear it. Let's go. Okay, uh, the name of this piece, once again, is called Birthday Love Fun for all those birthday lovers out there. Okay? Now, you join me after this, after this, after this part. After this first part, you join me. She wants to bump and grind all day to celebrate her birthday. She wants to bump and grind all day to celebrate her birthday. She calls him up, tells him to skip work today. It's her personal holiday. It's her born day. It arrives AM 843, 
Burgundy curtains closed. Darkening room. Cocoa bangle oil mixed with Narcisse perfume. Reminders of Elysian field flowers in full bloom. Fireplace roaring and seven day candles. Glasses of ice with Pepsi and Jack Daniels. Three rolling blunts of super sour diesel. She knows how to set the mood oh so well. Mink skin thrown rug beneath her bare knees. She is adorned. Red silk fragrance of Hollywood thong with a red prison bow covering breasts. Her body heavenly blessed. Hips with curves and dimension sees a heart palpitating vision. Emblazoned on his heart, eyes, mind, and spirit. Hips and bottom resemblance of Valentine's heart when she is bended. She becomes the recipient of ass worship as he humbly, humbly drools as a fool over her protruding mound. She's poking a fourth lit blunt. She's getting ready for a birthday love funk. She, he, loves and adores. He will show her as sentient man on floor. She is the gift, though it's her birthday. She will become the virginized today. She will show his love by proposing marriage on her born day. He kneels next to her almost nakedness to reveal and reveal from his pocket. A two-carat, clear, quality, empress-cut, diamond, and platinum setting. He wants to show her just how special this day is and how precious she is. She chokes on her toque when he, her eyes see the rock. She immediately says, yes, unwraps her bow and starts to correct Hands and arms pulled together, two bodies enmeshed into one, kissing, caressing, souls blessing, bodies sweating, aggressively intent on proving the power of love in its arrowed form, of love to woman from man, taking nature its stand, with manhood in hand, gently guiding her into her tulip bed, begin the deflowering. At first, the Booker Hyman slow, deep penetration, clasping hands, deep eyes, gazes, soul penetrations, performing Kama Sutra fascinations, invigorating, restorative, deep development of two souls forming one, target acquired for the love guns. The type that brings forth life of daughters and sons. The undulating, sweaty persuasion, birthday and birthday suits while playing the love game. Lovers' birthday love game. An explicit, exposure experience. She wants to find the final day. Celebrate her birthday. She wants to bump and grind all day. Birthday. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that sounded like that was just like y'all the the harmony that you two demonstrated with that piece was like on point from start to finish. That was that was neat. Neatly done. 
Nice. That's Donaldson. It's all Donaldson. I just followed him. <laughs> he followed me, and I followed him, and we worked together. <laughs> partnership there, indeed. Nice. Now, how how old is that piece? That piece was written uh, last year. Oh, okay. Do you ever find, like, when you do it live, do you ever improvise and change anything in it? I did. And? I did. I did change yes. a little yes. bit in, in it when I, when, I, uh, when I did this piece. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see that with that kind of a piece because you want to vibe with your audience and, yeah, whatever in that moment is called for, just put it there. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Nice, nice work, nice work. Yo, token. Are you my name, yo, Brahms Token, for Dracula. I'm back at you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. Um. Uh. Yeah, a lot of people uh, equate Dracula and uh, the this. Scott Bakula, traveling through time, one lifeline. Love never ending, love never dying, yeah. Love never dying. Yeah, that's it. No, love never dying involves incorporation of all the emotional states of being. No, love never dying incorporates mindsets that you would never think of even seeing. Love Never Dying really incorporates all about your self-existence and persistence. So, love without dying always represents real existence. Now stop with this existence of this negative vibe. Negative vibes. Stop with that. Anyways, I'm flipping. I'm flipping out. I don't, why am I doing this? I don't know. You you're just flowing, and we're just knowing it. <laughs> That's the truth. That's what's up. This is totally unrehearsed, unscripted. <laughs> it is actually the benefit. See the if you want to book me, man, you can. Anybody that's listening, look. The whole point is what I do is this: I perform live. Where are I you? I create songs on the live. Where are you? California. You mean Cali? Yeah. New York. I, I love the fact that we, uh, I'm, I love the fact that we vibe so, mm. so, so good from mm-hmm. coast so easily tonight. Yeah. Two different oh, coasts, no. but one vibe, one love. Oh, the love is, the love is, a, is, is, is elementary. It's mm-hmm. an element in our um, existence on this call. It it is so much of a fundamental fundamental character, right? Um uh, um and that that without its its application this conversation would be lost. That's know? the truth. So we <laughs> I mean, we got something in common and it's not just a seeking of the justice locally in our communities, but True. it's also a recognition of who you are and how to express yourself, you know, and actually how to get out there, release attachment from the things that bind the system together, right? 
mm-hmm. and also learn right from your experiences and go in the direction that makes you feel you know accomplished and better you know because the basis the basis of our of our existence uh, of our of our like uh, like uh, sense of self is how we feel about ourselves you know if we walk around constantly feeling unaccomplished right you know a lot of times it's very difficult to actually rise above that 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 lack of accomplishment feeling you know yeah um so so what i like to do is um come from a place of wholeness in my consciousness mm-hmm. you know and and i do that on purpose because i realize everybody has been straight up force fed um propaganda right so brain, everybody is so brainwashed so i just i just bring myself back to a state a condition of control where i'm just like you know what i am going to control my i know there's, there's people that say you're a control freak you're doing something to control what you're a control freak yeah i'm controlling my emotions i control the emotions think about that do you true True. See, you it's all about self. Con- it's all about <laughs> self control. It's all about self control. And then, so when I think about music, my bruv, mm-hmm. I don't even. I no longer put emotion into it. Emotion is now a part of my accepted reality. That's the See, truth. Same to, here. I don't have to put emotion into my music anymore because it's just like there already. You it's, know. So yeah. now, the only intent is. Day day, trying to get paid off it, right? And based and understanding, you know, how to get it published, how to get it out there, you know. So, and I think it's about. I want to vibe with you on one more, one more joint. I want to vibe with you on another joint. I got this um this piece I've been playing with, yeah. um for like I, I wrote it like uh two months ago, and I've been playing with it. Uh, I want I want I definitely wanted to hear how it sounded with some music. Mm. So a beatbox is the perfect music, I think. The name, the name of the piece is called "Get Up Before You Get Down." Mm. I like that already. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on one second. I'm talking. Choking? I you talking? I'm talking, yo. I'm talking. Okay, I'm talking too. I'm talking too. <laughs> All right, yo. When you said get up to get down, I instantly get thought about it. Get up before this. you get down. Before you this, get this, down. Get up before you I get like down. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right. That's empowerment. Yo, hold is on. Talk right there. Here we go. <laughs> Said you gotta get up, gotta get up before you get down, baby. Said you gotta get up, gotta get before you get down, yeah. Said you gotta get up, gotta get up before you get down, baby. Said you gotta get up, gotta get up before you get down, yeah. My lady, many curious ways to turn me on. Sometimes she does dirty dancing. The random song. <laughs> Songs not meant to be dirty. She can fill right up. The desired effect is for me to fill her loving cup. 
Said you gotta get up, gotta get up before you get down, baby. Said you gotta get up, gotta get up before you get down, yeah. Said you gotta get up, gotta get up before you get down, baby. Said you gotta get up, gotta get up before you get down, yeah. Aronji dancing is an outrageous scene. And if you ever see her dance, you know exactly what I mean. One time she danced dirty to Beethoven's fur Elise. And all I could do was jump her bones with passion's heat release. She said, you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, baby. She said, you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, yeah. She said, you gotta get up, gotta get up. Before you get down, baby. You gotta get up, gotta get up. Before you get down, yeah. My lady knows so many ways to lift up my third leg. She likes to touch me until I'm ready to beg. But before I can touch her, she wants to make sure I'm ready, prime, hearted, and plump. So she touched me by backing it up on me, so I can feel her apple bottom rump. She said, you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, baby. She said, you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, yeah. She said, you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, baby. She said, you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, yeah. My lady, such a consummate consumable freak. It gets together, those she encourages me to beat my meat to a jungle beat. With her already dirty talking while she watches me. She promises me the sloppiest toppy that will acknowledge hers as the best. And a trip around the world in 80 positions to alleviate any leftover stress. Said you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, baby. Said you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, yeah. Said you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, baby. Said you gotta get up, gotta get up, before you get down, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that piece. I like that. It was kind of... It had like an airy, bouncy vibe to it. I mean, it was, you know, sensual, but it also was sensible, and it also had like a little whimsical flair. That's why I tried to, I tried, I tried to do that with that. Yeah. Wanted to make it, wanted to make it a little, little humorous, little, little uh, <laughs> playful, but right. a little. Exactly. Yes, indeed. Loved it like that. Thank you. Now, my question is, are these pieces going to be in the book that you were discussing? No, the, the, um, these are just new pieces that I've been working okay. on. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, are these spoken word pieces, or are you planning to have them in writing paperback? These are written. They're oh, okay. written. Everything I, everything I write and spit is written, whether it's freestyle, I'll, I'll record right. a freestyle and write it down and... and and make sure it's written. Hey, say, 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 say. Do you know, to add, look, to add to what you guys are saying right now, when he was doing it, 
I was keeping in time with him and I would go, I would go and I would break down for like eight bars or whatever it was. I think maybe like eight bars. Mm-hmm. And then he would drop back into his original verse hook again, his hook. Right. Mm. And then I would also switch up the beat at the same time. So I was, I was participating in his beat, his, mm-hmm. his rhythm. I knew what rhythm he was rhythm. on. Right? He had his rhythm. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this guy was, this, this guitar player the other day, he flipped the script on me and started playing in six, seven time. So mm. I started beatbox, beatboxing in six, seven. Mm. <laughs> hey, you know? hey, hey, look, yeah. hey, you love it. I recorded it too. I have it on recording. Amazing well, your so. though, but, man. <laughs> huh? Yo, this kid was sick though right now. He just, that shit we did right there, I'll be honest, excuse my French, but yo, honestly, bro, mm-hmm. yo, that shit, even if, even if it never becomes a hit, right? Like, like, as in, like, everybody picks it up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, main. Um, what you just did right there, right? Was fucking inspirational. It gave, it gave, it gave so much credence to what you brought, you know, to the table and, and, and just totally exemplified, you know, true hip hop, uh, you know, true raw grassroots thinking. And conceptualizing, but you know, bringing so it to the cool. table. You know, it's so cool. I can hear that piece with a country music vibe just as much as the R and B urban flavor vibe. True. True. Because it depends on how I present. Wow, like it can, it, yeah, it can. It, it all depends on how you present. You, did, you gotta get up. You gotta get gotta up. Get- Gotta get it. Yeah, you like you like gotta, gotta get, get it. You gotta get it. You gotta get it before you get down, baby. Or what about like like some like <laughs> rock and roll style like Creed? Like, rock and roll. Yeah. You can do rock. You gotta get yeah, up. You gotta get up. Yeah. Or, or, or even some reggae. She said, "You gotta get up." Yeah, you, you gotta get up before you get, get down, Ooh, baby. <laughs> yeah. Who are you now? Got to get up before you get on down. <laughs> More down. You can, hey, you can, yes. you can stretch it. You could do a lot with that. You could. That's so much. I mean, the funny. Remember, I got the inspiration to write this. That's what we say. Remember, the inspiration to write this. Check this out. I was sitting on the toilet bowl. Actually, I was going to the bathroom stall at work. Right? <laughs> no, he did not. And, I was going to the bathroom stall work, ready to sit down, and right. you know the you know you know the um the seat protectors. It said uh-huh. pull up and pull down, and I said pull up and pull down. Well, you got to get up before you get down. I said it, it said that to myself, and I and I, I started playing with it in my head. Sit on the toilet bowl in the office, and I wrote, oh I, wrote, I, wrote I wrote I wrote I said well he wouldn't say it. I said. She said, you got to get up, you got to get up before you get down. <laughs> I'm tripping out because the sound that just came out of Sage the Poet's mouth oh, when she stop. laughed was like a, like a horn, uh, like, right, like a rain horn. Like, it was a, it was so, it was insane. That was, that was written, I was written two months ago in the office. Two months ago in the office. That's one of my newest oh, pieces. I've been playing with this. That is. I've been playing with this. I've been wanting to hear it on some music. This show tonight, right there. <laughs> mm. 
Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> the making of that piece. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Peace. Life, you know, practical aspects of life, you know. We you never that. know how you get inspired. Oh, you never Peace. know what inspires you. Right. You always got to have something quick to, to write something down or, or to, to record a sound or you got to have something quick around. Never know what inspires. Well, check this out. I mean, check this out. Check this out. You know, let me tell you something real quick here. It's political, okay? You know, I'm I'm going to come from the same angle, okay? And and you know, when I when I approach uh sometimes a political scenario, I want to use my my intellect. I want when I no when I approach a legal issue, I want to use my intellect. And so, no when you think about America, and you think about the the the, uh, the world in general, right? And the way countries operate states, you know, and, and, and as opposed to like ecclesiastical, um, yeah. meaning, meaning like, like Catholic, I'm talking Catholic and any, and anything that has a Catholic is, I'm not, I'm not hating on Catholic. I'm just, what I'm saying is that, that, that there was certain things about our country, right. That began, right. Um, um, for a particular, very very particular reason, you know, when it comes to do, when it comes down to um, salvation, think about what I'm mm. saying, salvation. Yeah. Right. And 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 this country was founded on Christian principles for one thing, because it goes and flies in the face of ecclesiastical canon laws. Canon mm-hmm. laws. Look that up. You probably heard about canon laws, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of people out there that tout the idea, right, that they're going to go in ba- and, and talk about maxims of law, right, which are based on ecclesiastical canon law for the most part. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But the idea that Jesus was proposing, right, was all about forgiveness. True. Now, you see what I'm saying? Forgiveness, that flies in the face of canon law. Statutory mm-hmm. jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Code and all and all that stuff. That doesn't say we're going to do away with due process, mm-hmm. but um, 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 it's important to note. I think that um, when um, um, by you know when we recognize uh, the 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 intellectual, um, I guess you could say strength, right, of the argument that I am organizing in my local community a a township, right, based on the biblical principle of common law, or tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. This is the law of Moses. He was organizing. This is, this is something biblical. I'm, you know, this is government right here, real government. Mm-hmm. I'm organizing my community, in my, and it's going to be based on my religion, you know? So that's more, and, and, it's more, it's more, it's more, it's more, it's more theocratic though. Well, it's private, but it's also what it's doing is it's hijacking back again, right? So it's hijacking mm. theocracy, um, principles, uh, it, to be utilized in, in, yes. um, common law. Yeah, in common law, you can basically apply the same principle 
You know, yeah, absolutely. Through, yeah, absolutely. Because why we have to rise above those people that will be evildoers, you know? These True. evildoers are, are, are producing, um, producing basically um, a system whereby it's all based on statutory schemes, you know, and everybody follows specific rules of, of, of order. And it's all, it's all also based on a, like, um, the fact that apparently, according to the Holy See, right, um, that we're not, we're not actually divine. If we're human beings, we're not divine, right? So, yeah. so there's something like divine and then there's human. Right? So there's divine law and human law. Did you know that? True. That's, that's the yeah. ecclesiastical. Yeah, I mean, even though we're we're human, we're we're still supposed to be um, following the principles of the, of the divine laws. Um, in order in order to become right a, a better individual and to be become closer to the divine, because the whole this the whole, I, I, the whole idea the whole idea yeah. of, of sin is sin is missing the mark of God, and there you th- go. That, yeah, sin is missing the mark of God. That's right. If, if, if you're missing the mark of God, then you're, you're, what what you should be striving for yeah. is to be to, to 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 gain your 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 closeness, your your um your uh, striving to to have a relationship, so that once again, one at one at one at one at one at some point in time, you gain the mark of God. See the thing now that's exactly important. It's important to have that in society, you know, especially when it was based on Christian principles. Now that I just I'm pointing I'm pointing out for one reason, not to get too serious with the Christian argument because I ain't trying to be Bible thumping up on Sage's call, right? But <laughs> but <laughs> but the idea is ultimately to propagate right the fact that if we use the argument right of Jesus and his blood and his resurrection, right? This flies directly in the face of statutory jurisdiction. It gives credence to organization of common law townships. I mean, it does so much. For You know, um, I thank God for our founding fathers here in America and for everybody that came before that organized this government. I mean, we've been fed a, crap, a bunch of lies, you guys. So just, you know, if you do enough reading... You'll come across some of the same information, and you'll you'll be astounded to find that probably this is probably the freest country in the world. You know what I'm saying, America, and we need to fight to keep it that way. And the only way that I can think to do it is to to live under a principle that is guided by the intellect as well as being balanced. You know, in your emotional state. You know, so you have you have your little yin yang going on, right? And at the same time, you are you smart with your game. No doubt. No doubt. That's that piece right there. Sage. Uh, no. And so, that, you know, like, you understand, I mean, let me ask you this, Sage. Are you the head of your household or does someone else pay more than 50% of your, your thing? I am married, and I will admit, my husband makes much more than I make. Okay. That's awesome. He's the head of the household. 
And you know? I do I do feel comfortable with saying that he is back in the household. Um however we work together as a team and we're both uh holding it down. But I give him full props. He does make more than I earn. And as far as what I would refer to as headship, growing up in a traditional um, home, in that regard, family home, father was to the household. Um, and I just fall in line to that. I just do. Uh, I think it's something very sexy about a man that can <laughs> that can be like the man in the house. Right. You know. Exactly. But I am the woman of the house. It takes Yo. nothing I mean, nothing diminishes from my worth and he doesn't treat me lesser, like I'm lesser than him. It's a respect thing. Well what it also is it's a legal thing too though, Sage. Because if you think about it, head of household is the one who's taking liability in the common law for the whole family. Say you're using the car, right? If the head of the, the head the head of the household is one who's liable for any damage you cause while you're using the family car, you know, and that's common law. That's the way I'm it works. liable. Like if I do something, I'm just as responsible as he is to fix it. Like I wouldn't damage his car. He rides. His car, I write mine. Um, well, but under law, what I'm saying is that you wouldn't, if you were, when we're talking about household claims, what I was just talking about was this whole Christian principle of community, right? And 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 by by incorporating the concept of head of household into the picture, we can literally get an idea of how to form a a township, which is a you know an arm of the state, you know, it's kind of based based on Christian it. principles. I'm conditioned. What? I grew up in that American traditional um, family household, so the exactly. man was considered the head of the household. Well, how do you feel about LGBT? Because I live in San Francisco, and I'll be honest with you, I'm, a lot of these people out here would think that they're the head of the household, but they are straight up ladies. Right. And then you have single parent run homes. There is no man. Where there is no man, there's just woman. So, I mean, I respect all um, factions in that regard. My concern is being the head of the household to the statute, what that means, by all means, because. But I don't think just because a man is a man in the the relationship now. Right. That's why I I didn't earn it. I do believe you have to earn it. And I feel that if the man earns it, I have no problem with him respecting that regard. Let me ask you this, Sage, and also, and also, um, 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 God dang it, I can't get your name down. But Nishan, Nishan, uh, okay, so Nishan, Sean, um, what? How would you feel like about appointment? I mean, instead of see, the idea is God is sovereign, right? And, like, you know, the creator is sovereign. But we're mm-hmm. not sovereign necessarily because we have to have the air to breathe, okay? And there's something godly about that right there, that experience of having air to breathe. Right. 
right? And 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 when you make a claim of of head of household, you're appointing or electing. It's a consent based society. It's not it's not one whereby you have to build trust necessarily, but trust is there. It's a part of it, but no one expects anything. It's like, wait, everyone just elects or appoints who they think is the most responsible to do things, to handle that specific task. You know what I'm saying? And I it, know it, a it, lot it, of families where grandma is the head. I mean, everybody, even the men, everybody does what grandma says because it's a matriarchal system that runs that household. And it's the matriarch, meaning the elder is a woman, as opposed to a patriarchal mm-hmm. system. So, I mean, it's all based on what is your, what's customary in your house, because not every house runs the same. Right. No, now this is an important part of what you're saying. House is that rules or house rules, that's the way I look at it. Is that, is, is, is that when certain families that are like each other actually start living in groups like of 10 and and 50s and 100s they get to make a biblical claim right okay and it's also part of the common law of England which has been adopted by more than 48 of the states yeah well at you know least, England still governs much of the uh, you know, at least 40 40 of the states have adopted the common law you don't know that as long as it's not repugnant to the Constitution or the state's Constitution, then mm-hmm. the common law of England is good to go, you guys. And that's why I was saying about that whole claim. And, and just bringing back, you know... Are we, uh, you know I mean, even with our um, judicial system pretty much is set up yeah. in the regard of the the English... Um, uh, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, well, like, as long as it's not the, repugnant. Yeah. Because one time Meaning, I actually served and did jury duty, and the judge had the nerve to get up and say, and it was some people who were like Moors that was on the panel. <laughs> but they weren't like oh. up protesting or anything. Oh, judge looked around and said, well, we're doing things according to the um, the decree of the 17 such and such English. <laughs> I was like, I see even go there. It's like she's provoking a fight. Well, the reason why that happened was because the petitioner usually or the um, um, uh, plaintiff, right, has the right to to declare the law of the case. And if if mm-hmm. you look, if the if the judge looks at the pleadings and goes and sees that that you have not properly rebutted as the defendant, right, the the plaintiff's claim of the law, mm-hmm. right, or maybe maybe. If the process, in other words, there'd have to be something there that that was a proper rebuttal to the authority for them to bring the case. If you were trying to get that thrown out, like say they had no standing to sue because they, it's a misrepresentation. They may be from that area, but they don't really know you. They're making the shit up or something, whatever. Well, Point being, I think yeah, this is they'd a have to have it. Case involving a police officer. And the person that shot me, <laughs> I'll say no well, more. The, com- <laughs> the common law of England is only applicable mm-hmm. when it does not contradict the constitution of the state you're in or mm-hmm. the constitution for the United States of 
of America. When, and, and that's but see the thing that's why it's a beautiful thing is that because the forefathers actually did come over and start that kind of tradition, but they also created this American style whereby the people could come in and just totally say, "Oh hell no, we're going to start organizing a different." Uh, we're going to organize under common law, right? And we have our jural societies, and we are strong, and we're we're a lot of people, and we are strong, you know, straight up. Mm. Think, think that to consider. Well, there's some kind Anyways, of. Anyways, that's just Donaldson's okay. analysis, you guys. And back to Sage, and then uh, hopefully Nation will get up down here too. <laughs> Well, it's not subscribed, though, for real. We got policy. Well, I have an inspirational piece. I'm going to dedicate this to anybody that feels like they never felt they they really had what it took for them to be significant in society. This piece is entitled "The Black Swan." I know it's familiar. The Ugly Duckling. And that um, tell, well, this is kind of, it's not the duckling before it became the swan, but it's the swan that never really knew their So I'm going to spit this piece. And for whoever it is out there that needs to know their worth, more power to you. I once was a maggot. An unrefined soul. I was in search of the truth. A vagabond needing a real conversion. Subverted and void. An unfruitful vine. Wasting time. I was a withered plant. Lacking substance and a will to thrive. I lacked the drive to survive. I was empty. I wanted, I pleaded, but was not needed. A needy soul was I, due to a lack of confidence. I had no clarity of vision, and I lacked a will to survive. I was dirty, ugly inside. I was lonely, and my heart did decline. What is the truth? Euphemisms were my choices, vices from my youth. I declined to be reformed because I chose rather to conform to the image that society chose for me. The headdress called public scrutiny became my acclaim to fame. However, I did allow the world system to defame my name. I lost touch with reality in the name of high-tech proficiency, regressing from spirituality and possessing a lack of connectivity with the divine. Unbeknownst to me, I refused the strength to climb the mountain of destiny because I resorted to swimming in the sea of insecurity. 
I became a recluse and sought after pity. I found refuge in the arms of deception. To be or not to be, that is the question. I chose to be a straggler, and so life afforded me the back seat to success. Consequently, I became a borrower. And my life choices were not indicative of a person who knows where they're and what they do. Living in limbo was my forte. I was at war with myself. I denied the truth in stealth, became my profile. I had no light in my eyes. The soul within me died. I lacked integrity. The propensity of becoming a beggar became attractive to me. I was without a guide, bouncing aimlessly, yet engrafted in pride. I was the worst leader to follow because my words were futile. My label read, most often Denied because I wallowed in pride as a bona fide lackluster. My hands were like a hole in the ground holding any and everything. I had no palms. I had no nearest of kin to claim. I disassociated myself from the village and so my roots were exposed and I became uprooted. This state of being was ill-reputed. I had become nearer to death than I had formerly recognized. Somehow, someway, I resisted the lot I found myself in and I returned to the land of the living. My words became spirit. I was reformed and my mind did align. My soul was now free, free to love, free to forgive, free to laugh, and free to live. The misery did. My life's path was now bright. Ryan, lit. Pull up. Yo, you were not here on Labor Day. No, I was in Santa Cruz. I'm going to pause for a moment. I'm sorry about that. I cried and I cried. Tears fell from my eyes when he tears dropping onto my lap. As I tried to release the agony inside of me, the sadness eventually diminished, giving way to gladness as I viewed the bright sunshine that no longer was hidden behind the clouds of despair. Tears of joy fell from my eyes, double in number, each drop more than the tears of pain that once did collide with my clear conscience. Now my dreams are become my flight to paradise. I am airborne, heaven-bound. No more are my feet on the ground. My sleep is sweet and my morning rise is a glory to see. I have more friends within my gates than I do enemies. 
I changed my life for the better, and now my eyes can clearly see the best of me. My change has come. My battle is won. My success is good. My time has come. The ugly duckling became a beautiful black swan. And that is that piece. There's an addendum to that piece, the black swan. I'm going to read that. It's real short. The black swan, the addendum. She was revered by many and subdued by none. Her life was full of good purpose now, and the destiny she was designed to obtain was now hers to claim. She chose life. She dismissed every form of death that didn't treat her. She chose victory. She did relieve herself from the oppression of past hurts that seemed to swallow her whole till she had no other reality but agony. She chose wholeness and wellness. The theory of always being an addict did exit her mind. It departed from her because she renounced it. The shadow of it has left her, for she does not entertain it. She has clarity of vision now, for in truth, she now stands, and her past does not predict her future. She laughs and she dances, for her soul and her mind and spirit are liberated. Nothing binds her now. She is a free spirit. No man can imprison her body and ask for usury. They dare not try to abuse her, for you see, she is now stronger than they, and her good courage dismantles their pride any time. They are closer to death than they can afford to be. She hits hard, hitting the pavement to uplift her sisters as She fulfills her marching orders. She grasps tightly to redemption while saving the lost sheep, building the brokenness within her community, and initiating new growth. The audacity of hope is all she sees now. While she is writing her novel, she experiences being both the leading lady and the supporting Actress, nothing shall thwart her efforts to stay free, for she is freedom. And that is that piece. Those were dope. I appreciate that. Thank you. I totally did not mean to interrupt it. <laughs> I was loving it up until the point when I interrupted. Oh, uh, no, no, no. It's okay. I, I didn't yeah. know you were where the mic was open and it was picking up. I didn't even realize it was actually I thought I muted it. I'm, that's the price you pay for wearing, you know, the headphones and having a clicker. Um, right there. It's like a, a clicker, problem. you know. Yeah, it's... It, well, I'm going through the computer, so I just put myself. I'm, I'm, I needed my mic. 
Now, hey, you know what? I, I one time I reached over. One time I reached over the turntables when I was at a live show, and I accidentally touched and hit the record and caused the needle to skip. Right? What do you think happened? I got fucking chewed out by the DJ and had to leave. You know, mm-hmm. the venue, yo. Shit was not good, yo. But anyways, man. So I learned my lesson, but I guess I apologize, Sage. No problem. No problem. These things happen. So usually what I do, I, I'll mute out the mic. Yeah, it's going on. What did you say? What? What did you say, Sage? Yeah, usually what I do from my end is I mute the mic if I know which mic that's happening with. Because sometimes people aren't aware the mic picks up. You know, whether it's in front of you or off to the side, the mic is powerful. It's going to pick it up. No, that was probably such my bad. But what we need to do is have you do that piece again. Do you have that privately recorded? Because I'm going to tell you what, that was amazing. I I was into it so deep when you were spitting. I couldn't actually. I was. I was hurt. My feelings were hurt when when I got muted because I was like, "Oh, I fucked up." But the, the whole thing was Sage. That was so pretty. Yeah, you did such a good job. Congratulations, man. Thank so you. No problem. It's a it's a story to be told. I kind of like that piece. I dedicate because it's a first the black swan and then it's the black swan and addendum. Like the addendum is for the female who has gone through hell and back, the female who has struggled with addiction. It's like a piece that really speaks to that. The first part is just kind of that woman struggling with her identity, trying to discover her place in the sun. And if you're not careful, you can become a clone rather than who you were meant to be. So that's kind of like the message saying, you know, be secure in who you are. You know, don't be one that seeks to please others because you can lose sense of who you are. Process, and that's just not a good thing. But then there's also, remember, when you give in sovereignty to God, right, you're saying, hey, look, some of the things that you may be judging as wrong, they may be what God is trying to get. Maybe God's trying to get a point across to someone else through you. You just don't see it, you know? And and, and that's how mysterious it is when you spit your rhyme is that um, it, it contains so much information, okay, that you're probably not even aware yeah, you're touching people in ways that you don't getting that shit. Yeah, you're right. So, Sometimes congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. So I hope someday to be able to spit that piece to, like, um, an audience of women that really, like, <laughs> Born on the inside that really just need to give and heal and move out of the place where they are and move into that good place that awaits them. (coughs) 
That's right. You said you had a string of de- um, uh, miss. I mean, of transformations recently, right? Who? Did you say you had had some people trans trans uh, pass recently? Transitions, yeah. Lost some good people over the past two weeks. Yeah. Who? Who was it? Two really you know, good. Two good people that I know. No, no, you've never been acquainted with them. But they were both very giving, loving people. Like it's like Earth's law in a sense, mm. you know. And eternity's gain, you know, the glory kingdom has some jewels. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I have an encouragement piece for um for uh those who lost their loved ones. Oh, wonderful. We'd love to hear it. Timely. Um name of this piece is called I Shed a Joyful Tear. Hmm. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes it feels so sad Sometimes I wish that life was never ending And all the things they say never last What the beautiful person you were I shed a joyful tear What a loving person you were I shed a happy tear For your wit and humor I shed laughter tear For the strength of you I shed a joyful tear I feel such pain from losing you but I'll carry you right in my heart We want to celebrate your life with tears and song We will carry you in our hearts all life long I remember your strength and your funny wit Anytime we would have a party You'd be right up in it. Even when you were in poor health, this would still make me laugh for sure. There is no mystery of how much you mean to me. You took me into your family, and family is what we be. You raised wonderful children with love and taught how to appreciate God above. We celebrate your life with tears and songs. We will carry your memories all life long. I picture you in your glory days with strength bigger in, in all your ways. I remember you cracking jokes saying I was crazy, but if I were, I'd be crazy about you. I love you, Mama. That's what my tears and song me. And yet, it doesn't express it completely. Uh. You're my spring sunshine day in May, even on those inclement days. Celebrate your life with tears and song. We will carry your memories all life long. I have a happy, I have a hope to see you again, full of life, vigor, and them. Resurrection to life everlasting that will not mend. Oh no. I have faith, for the Bible said it so. It said there will be no more pain, nor sorrow. Death will be no more. 
abundant peace will prosper for all. Man will learn war no more. Picture a world without war, without pestilence, a world without sickness and death. There are no lame or blind or deaf. There is no more growing old. Life everlasting is what's promised with those with faith in Christ Jesus. We have faith that we will see you again. We celebrate your life with tears and song. We will carry your memories all life long. The beautiful person you were, I shed a joyful tear. For the loving person you were, I shed a happy tear. For your wit and humor, I shed laughter's tear. For the strength of you, I shed a joyful tear. I feel such pain from losing you, but I'll tell you right here in my heart. Sometimes it snows and ain't. Sometimes it snows in April. Sometimes I feel so sad. Sometimes I wish that life was never ended. All the things they say never last. All the things they say. song to the Prince Interlude Music Interlude Incorporated into that uh, poem. Awesome, awesome comfort. Sage, I got one sound for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. That felt good, what you just sang right there. Yeah, the words, the words bring comfort. Yes, they do. I, I I tried to put as much comfort into that piece. Um, I wrote this for um, a friend's funeral from uh, a few years ago, and she's actually an author. And she, oh, okay. Every, she's actually an author, and she took the whole piece and put it in her book. And that book is supposed to be coming out sometime next year. Oh, okay. So this piece is in, uh, the name of this piece is called "I Shed a Joyful Tear." Without without the Prince part. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I like how you incorporated the song by Prince because um, something people can identify with in the story behind that one, you know. Mm-hmm. And then Prince passing and everything, yeah, that just add added depth and meaning to that piece. I lost Prince and my grandfather in the same year. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to Prince since I was 13 years old. He felt like mm. he was a felt like he was a close friend because I was always able to get new music and new material to listen to. And mm. now, now I, I just have to till they uh, release stuff that he didn't mean to release that way. Oh, okay. You know? Unfortunately. I mean, got I I have a his collection of music so much. I mean, I, I 
I listen to his, his music every day, at least an hour a day. Mm. Yeah, his music spoke volumes. They're still decoding verses of yeah. his songs and and acquiring messages. You know. Yeah, no. They're mm. they're they're doing a lot with his stuff. What Michael does. They're gonna make billions of they're gonna make billions of his parts. Mhm. Yep. And you know there were uh, a lot, a lot. There were a lot of uh, unrecorded songs yeah. that were in the studio. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what what's going to happen there, but um, supposedly there's going to be yeah. of those songs too. You guys know I grew up on Michael Jackson, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I yeah. love and Michael then, Jackson, and the okay. fact that he died, uh, just and the way he did, and it just didn't make sense, you know. Yeah, it didn't make sense with Prince either. And Whitney Houston, I mean, it was a lot of greats. I would say within our era that died, that were artists and musicians. That it just seemed like what? Are you kidding me? No way! Not the way they left. No. I know. Well, I mean, especially because Michael Jackson was doing, he was on an oxygen diet, right? Mm-hmm. And that's healthy. I mean, if you're trying to improve your health, you would think he'd be smart and know how to do it. He's not going to overload on oxygen because dam- that could cause damage. Well, you got to but... remember, if you're giving someone else the right to administer anything to you, like they were saying profofol, that's what, when you're in surgery, is used. It's a form of anesthesia to put you to sleep. Like, you're trusting somebody to... <laughs> Administer anesthesia. Put you to sleep. Yeah. I don't know. Permanent I, type nod. That lost me. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Nah, I don't need that. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick with my trazodone. I won't take that out of it. Like you might give me a little too much, which could cause major complications. <laughs> like you gotta really be careful with stuff like that. So maybe I'll just eat a wheat brownie and take a nap. <laughs> I know. I'm not, gonna like... gonna... <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take no anesthesia. To go to sleep. Oh no! That's, unless that's, I'm, unless I'm having emergent major, major surgery. Mhm. But they say like he had a sleeping uh, disorder or something. So that's what that was the way he could fall asleep and really just sleep. Mm. Otherwise, that's, his not, that's not a good way to not a good way to treat a sleeping disorder. I know, right? Like. I don't. I think that doctors should have been literally jailed. Like, Hell yeah! <laughs> and the ones who did his facial construction too. <laughs> I'm glad somebody laughed on think, that shit. <laughs> I think the doctor that that um that prescribed for medication should go to jail too. I mean, I, yeah, you're right. I, uh, the prescription. Yeah, they said it was a lot. Prince too. They both, ironically, they were sufferers of um, I forget what it, the condition is called, but they would go through chronic pain, just like you know how fibromyalgia. Yeah. When women, I know Prince had a, Prince had like, a uh, 
muscle. A hip like, replacement surgery. Ever since he yeah, was, like, uh, ever since he had that hip replacement surgery, he, he, he couldn't dance as good as, as he used to. Oh, and he had a hip replacement surgery. Wow. Yeah, he, he had a hip replacement surgery. That's part of the medication. Man. Pain. Was a pain, and he was. So I mean, his there. his last year, he slowed down. Mm-hmm. His, his last year because he was he was uh instead of instead of doing the the big tours with it was just him at the piano. Mm. If if you didn't get a chance to see him there, mm-hmm. then you missed it, and I missed it. Right, right. And he and he passed. Mm. You know who astonishes me because she still is just as fiery and vibrant and high energy. Tina Turner. Oh yeah. Like I'm She's like, amazing. wow. She's amazing. Yeah, it's just whoa. She's, oh my. And she can still get it. Yeah, actually, <laughs> like, oh, Mr. B, like what? You know, the get old, so beautiful. Slow it down and that no. And their legs are still beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what they say about black? It's an anomaly for sure. She's just. <laughs> you know what they say about black? Mm-hmm. The it black don't, don't crack. crack. It don't crack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just like wow. She's yeah. That's that's a legend right there. What time is it? Oh, I got, I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna have to get off this, this, uh, this call. I gotta be to work at, I gotta be to work at seven thirty in the morning. Oh wow, yeah, you gotta get that rest. I, yeah. I gotta be in at seven, so I'm, I'm, I'm about going to do my rest too. But it's been real. Thanks for stopping by and spreading love. On Not a problem. Show for the I had, I had one more piece uh, before we do go though. Thanks. If uh, Donaldson is around. By all means. <laughs> Donaldson, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm right here. Oh. Yeah, but I got some music in my background. Let me let me mute it. I'll be right back. No problem. Right. Yeah, he's got a little he's got an audience where he is right now, so he's in and out, but I think he'll be able to open up his mic shortly if you don't mind waiting. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, of course, we're sending positive energy and prayers out there for the uh, state of Texas. They're still, at this time, receiving relief aid, not as much as would be desired, but we're glad for the people that are giving in who have already uh, been uh, helping them there. And we're hoping that more will help worldwide. Right about now, you guys, they got this... One of my clients, who's called Wing Wings, is having an event. That's the music you hear, okay? And okay. what's going on is they're they're raising money for for Houston, Texas. Awesome. And I am coming in to get a little bit of chicken, but they don't have that. They have a different menu, right? So I'm getting something different today. But nevertheless, I'm still just noting here for the public record and for the purposes of this conference call. That Wing Wings in San Francisco is definitely the go-to place if you want to get some chicken. But they because they support you know uh, you know donating uh, money uh, to uh, you know uh, needy needy causes. 
yeah, people that need it, you know. Uh, that right now they have a natural disaster situation going on out there in Texas, so we're showing our love out here from San Francisco. Much love, much love to the Wing Wing supporters and all who are given to our Texans at this time. They need our help. Oh, no doubt. You know, you know, it's a trippy thing about it. I was putting on the Ted White voice right there. That was my commentator voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't sound anything uh, different than my normal voice, though, and that's the whole thing. That's why I need to be in news broadcasting instead of radio, you know, or, or like, instead of doing beatboxing, I need to be doing, like, like broadcasting the news, you know, I have a news channel. <laughs> what do you think, Sage? <laughs> hey, why not? <clears throat> we got some people that are doing the news broadcasting. What, you know, what is, Sean, what does Sean think? Sean. Instead of music or beatboxing or doing, pursuing that, should I just do like, uh, you know, like the political, like new, news? I J S T news correspondent. News. Breaking news. You want Hello. Headline. Some breaking news. Do some breaking news. Right, breaking news. Right, headline no. news. Not. Uh, oh man. Just on this corner, and now she's under the wheels of this bus. Donaldson, I had wanted to, to vibe with you, but you're in a, you're in a, you're in a, a spot right now. You get ready. You gonna hit the mic in there? Oh, uh, actually, you know what? To be honest with you, nah. These people are not gonna let me hit get on the mic. Oh no! Because it's just a, it's one of my clients, but it's it's not it's not my function. You know, I don't even know oh, these people. I just went, oh, okay. I bought, yeah yeah. But I mean, to be honest with you, I mean. I will. Why? I mean, why? Did you want to vibe or what? I just want to vibe on this one last yeah, beat before I go to bed. Oh, you want to do a beat? Let me see if my. All right, hold on one second. Let me. Can you hold off for two minutes on the piece? Yeah, I can hold. I can hold. Yeah, right, what you doing here? How you doing? <laughs> I think I ordered. Yeah, did you remember to order my um? Buffalo I, wings <laughs> what you need? What you need, Sage? I get you what you want. Small order, six mouth. <laughs> Thank you. Right, right, no doubt, huh? I don't I have any pizza too, and the uh, the blue cheese dipping sauce with it. <laughs> I want a double set of breasts. Uh, 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 lightly browned and uh, and uh, dipping with hot sauce on it. <laughs> well, you gotta support the cause, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> support, support. I right. mean, even the owner of the business is in the back right Fair now. Enough. Christians, he's the hardest working one back there. He, he's the owner of the restaurant. He's in the kitchen, throwing tortillas and chicken around. Right. And my mind is blown because these people have so much love for what's going on in Houston, apparently, that they brought a DJ in, okay, who I actually happen to know. And he's got a nice set of Pioneer turntables and his computer set up right here in the kitchen. And I'm stoked about it. You know, this they don't even realize that their shit is going national right now. 
<laughs> going national. Right, big shout out to Wing Wing. Right, right, check them out. Yeah, that's that's epic, right? There. We want that to spread like wildfire, every state, every county, every city. I'm going to check on my order real quick here. Hold on one second. I'll be right back. You know what? I want to hear your piece, though, too. So if you feel like kicking it, I mean, I can still hear you. All right. I was advised with you, but if if not, I mean, if you can come into it later on, I mean, that's cool. I mean, the name of this piece is called Homeless Man Blues. People take for granted the roof overhead. The food in the belly, the comforts of a bed. They don't really understand the plight of the homeless in this blues. The length one must go just to survive. The things one must do. Stealing petty items just to have one meal to eat. Shampoo, deodorant, cologne just to be clean in the streets. See, you can't be home deprived. You can be home deprived, yet you ain't always gotta look like you are. Looking like you ain't got shit won't get you very far. Though things are tough, they say misery loves company. Yet you ain't gotta look like you living in misery. Days are getting cold. Cheeks red, not dripping nose. Yet one knows what Yet one can still raise head because of pride. Remember your power of the mind and feelings deep inside. I wished and promised myself not to sing again the homeless man blues. Yet times are getting really rough. Lots of pain niggas going through. Laying down in places not fit for any man. Do what you must just to start a new life again. In debt. In doubt. Feelings of hopelessness, no way out. Always believed this. By this time in my life, I'd own a car and a house. But dreams are what they are, just nocturnal imageries. Glad to be more than what I currently am. Singing homeless man blues, singing homeless man blues, singing homeless man blues, singing homeless man blues. Just look for somewhere to lay my head. Some place warm, clean, safe, not looking for living dead. Though my life has been torn asunder under the stress and strains, even if manic depression has me, won't let it control my brain. Strength within, and on God I still rely. Pray thee, save my soul, so that I can survive another night. Herbal dreams bring clouds to the mind thoughts. Gotta find a better way. That's all I thought. Till a day I really have my own. I'll be singing almost my boots till I have my home. And that's peace. Wow. Uh, very interesting. Yeah, that was definitely a reflective verse, meditative verse too. 
You know what, though? I mean, I, I, I'm not even trying to give too much away, but, I mean, I honor the poem, okay? I appreciate you. Well, you're welcome. We thank you for spreading love via poetry tonight. Thank you. More power to your pen as well. Thank you. Definitely. It's, a, it's been a beautiful night, y'all. Yes, yes, it's about that time. We got to end tonight, but we're ending on a high note, Empowerment and Inspiration Hour. Uh, this was this was truly wonderful. I'm glad, Nashawn Ray, that you called in to speak your pieces. They were all inspiring. Yes, indeed. You took us from earth to heaven, back to earth, <laughs> to heaven again. I love it. Um, it. You touched everything, every aspect of living. Um, I think everyone that heard your pieces felt them, and uh, it was a good experience for all. Thank you. I think that's what I should, I, when, I, when I do some recording, that's what I should call it. Sean, the experience. <laughs> right. That's nice. Yes, yes, just do it. <laughs> I just want to say you want to give you respect. Okay, man, you sound good. You've got a lot of style, man. Thank you, bro. I'm going to, I said, featuring Dalton. <laughs> that's right. Donaldson put his fingerprint on his night. <laughs> Definitely. As he always does. I got to listen to those recordings. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what can I say? Next week is September 12th. We are going to have an artist by the name of Ronnie Horton. She is a female recording artist. She will be discussing music and using music as a tool to heal the soul. Mm. Mm. Yes, indeed. Looking forward to that show. Of course, the interview hour, exclusive interview hour, is always from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Sometimes we go over time, but we'll definitely have to do 8 to 9 because I know our co-host, Warrior's Queens of Port Thelman, will be returning, and she has the Free publishing tips hour from 9 p.m. till 10 p.m. So we are looking forward to next week, September 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, we come to you live on the Talk Shoe server, Internet Radio Talk Shoe. And Donaldson Full Time, please check your inbox. Yes, yes. I, I will, I will. Yes, I definitely passed on to you information on how to contact Mr. Bruce Brown. He is looking forward to talking with you. Um, Again, thank you, Donaldson Fulltime. Your hour of empowerment and inspiration has always been rich. Um, I think 10 p.m. is a good hour for us to do at Eastern Standard Time, and then your time, it's what time? Is it 7? Yes, ma'am, 7 o'clock. 7, uh, 7 p.m., that's right. So we'll do that, and then it it will run into the open mic 
hour. So it's kind of like you're you're juggling. You're doing two in one um, every first Tuesday of every month. But all other Tuesdays, open mic hour, you are the main facilitator during that hour, the last hour of the show. I'm more of a ghost host. Queen Zipporah is the lead facilitator during her hour, 9 to 10. I am in the spotlight, sort of, kind of, in the beginning during the exclusive interview hour because I'll be the one interviewing during that time. So that's how the flow goes on the Exceptional Scribble Show. And we want to say to everyone, yes, have a very, very sweet rest. Nation Ray, we appreciate you. Continue to spread love via your poetry. Um, Have a very sweet rest to our listeners, all under the sound of my voice. You matter. Never second-guess yourself. I have a word of inspiration I want to share, and I think that this will really encourage anyone that's not feeling good about themselves to start feeling good about themselves. Why? Because you matter. There was a song, You Are the Wind Beneath My Wings. Well, the Exceptional Scribble Show wants you to know to all of our audience, you are the air that we breathe on this broadcast. (laughs) We do this for the love of you. And we won't stop because we think that you're worth it. So if you keep on tuning in, we're going to keep on doing this for you. And this is the evening meditation. Believe in yourself. Stop second-guessing yourselves. Open your eyes and see the light. Heal your mind. And with all of your might, Make every attempt to help others and never be an enemy to a friend. Lean on the staff that you have received from above. Don't use another person's staff, for it cannot hold your weight efficiently. Bless your parents and make your own way in life. Never be a burden to any. Love all and care deeply for every living thing. Make great strides to give love and to gather love. And that is an evening meditation issued out to all under the sound of my voice. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night and a very peaceful and restful sleep. Till next week, Tuesday, September 12th, do good and good will return unto you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.